from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 51, Yo Pot, Meet Kettle. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, guys. Uh, am I the pot or am I the kettle? I think uh, yeah, we're both pots at this point in our life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I've reached the kettle level yet. No. But I'm getting there. Getting there. With every with every day, it right. approaches. <laughs> every pound that I put on, yeah. getting closer to the kettle. But uh, yeah, 50, 51. Yeah, big rats. Yeah, big deal. What have you been so, doing? Uh, besides podcast. Besides podcast, not much. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, just been doing a lot of editing and getting stuff ready for upcoming shows and, and whatnot. Responding to listeners and, and all that stuff. Keeping busy on the forums. Nice, yeah. So, uh, what about you? Anything new? Well, yeah, there was actually a lot going on. Um, celebrated my 8th wedding anniversary on the 4th of October. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, also, you had a birthday. Yes, I had a birthday. I was, I was waiting for you to finish what you were talking about All before right, I right. interjected that, but that's fine. Okay, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, um, had turned 36. Yeah. So, I'm... I'm I think when you get that old, you don't have to say what age I'm on the downslide towards 40. I still like getting older. Yeah. I'm still okay with it. You're on the wrong side of 35 now. Right, exactly. <laughs> Welcome um, to the club. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it was a good birthday. I took the day off from work. Yeah. I uh, got, for my birthday, the Star Wars Blu-ray set that was from my parents and my sister combined. I'm sorry to hear that. And I uh, haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but I'm looking forward to checking it out. When I don't have to pay my own money for it, I'm okay with it. Oh, okay. Lucas did not get me this time. <laughs> Just got, got my family. Got my family. <laughs> um, and then fucked it was the fam. Right. Then my, uh, my wife got me Supernatural Season 6. Okay. On DVD, which is a show I absolutely love. I have not seen it. It's awesome. Okay. Especially if you like creepy stuff and guys hunting creepy stuff. So uh, There you go. And and if you love classic rock. These guys drive a Chevy Impala and they listen to like classic rock. 
like stuff you and I would like. Well, that ain't bad. So yeah, and they hunt ghosts and monsters and stuff like that. So all right, so it's it's good times. Sounds good. and and they and their brothers they were raised by their dad to hunt these monsters. Okay, it's a good dad right there. There you go. Let's, let's go hunt some vampires. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got that, and she also got me. Uh, might not sound like a big deal, but she got me some pillowcase pillowcases that Which I needed. That guy you needed a duvet. No. These are not, like, girly pillowcases. It's pretty gay that I know that word. Right. <laughs> these are not, uh, these are guy pillowcases. They're, like, a t-shirt material. Did, did it have, like, Star Wars on it? No, but they're, oh, then they're, not they're gray and they're blue. Like, so, jersey material. Jersey material, I yeah. Gotcha. So they're, like, it's real soft to sleep on, so that's cool. Okay. So, I like that. Because uh, the couch pillows were getting to be kind of... Well, no, because they were getting... Yeah. <laughs> or kicking me in the couch, yeah. I was right, like, you see where I'm going I, with that. Yeah, right? can I just like get a cover for these pillows at least? No, so that so it was awesome <clears> there. <throat> and then when I went to work, uh, you welcomed me at work in a, a, a proper... Yeah. Birthday Star Wars yeah, Star Joe's way. <laughs> no, <laughs> the pole out making money. No, I, I walked in walked into work and on my desk was this giant picture of Optimus Prime that was uh, done by an artist named Sean Forney. Yeah, it it was really cool looking. And then there was also a thing in a bag. So I opened up the bag. <laughs> dick in a box. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just follow these steps. One. Cut a hole in a box. Two. Put your junk in that box. Three. Make her open the box. And that's the way you do it. It's my dick in a box. <laughs> it wasn't that, thank goodness. <laughs> Cut a hole in the box. Right. So, it was a Shadow uh, Scout Trooper. Yeah, we talked about it in a previous episode. Yeah. So. So that was pretty awesome to uh, to find that because it was a San Diego Comic Con exclusive yeah. at one point, and it was a figure I had wanted and did not think I would ever find because it's sometimes difficult to find it. So I actually found both of those at the uh, toy show when I went to Columbus, uh, and that was the last uh, Shadow Trooper that was there for sale. Yeah. So, and I have some Shadow Biker Scouts, like just the figures, but I don't have any <coughs> that come with the actual speed. Oh, okay. Bike. I didn't know if you had any of those. Um, there was a Comic Two Pack or something that had them in it. Had one of them in it at least. And so I got that, but this one's cooler because it's got the gray tones mm-hmm. in with the black, and then it comes with the speeder bike that's yeah. tailored towards the Shadow Trooper also, where it's got the Imperial symbol on it and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Really cool. I don't know if I'm going to take it out of the box. It looks pretty cool. It's, like, really nicely set up where you can see it from all sides, clear clear packaging yeah. and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> um, And then uh, my coworkers wrote me out a birthday card. They all signed it, and they, since they know I like Star Wars... A lot of them put Star Wars quotes in there. Uh, one of my favorites was this one girl, Gretchen, who's a big Star Wars fan. She actually put in there, uh, happy birthday, Ryan. Remember to fly casual. Nice. So that was a nice obscure quote that uh, I thought was a cool cool little thing. Now, don't get jittery, Luke. There are a lot of command ships. 
Keep your distance, though, Chewie. But don't look like you're trying to keep your distance. I don't know. Fly casual. Although there was a coworker of mine, I sent out an email to my whole team saying, hey, thanks, and I love the quotes. And there was a coworker of mine that actually put, actually, I heard her say to someone else, were those quotes from a movie? Yeah. And I wanted to smack her. <laughs> and she's not going to be listening to this, so yeah. I can say that. Um, you also left, you also got me a muffin for breakfast. Yeah, how about that? A chocolate chip muffin. Yeah. That had to pain you. Well, I bought a blueberry <laughs> one at the same time and kind of canceled it out. I ate that one. I ate that one. So, uh, so it was a good day because uh, I didn't go to work that day. I, all that stuff was waiting for me the day before my birthday. Right. And I didn't go to work on my birthday. And it was a beautiful day outside, so I was able to like, go outside. Yeah, we've been getting some nice weather here, so it's been pretty good. Yeah. So, so it was good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, that, uh, and we had Robert on the last episode. Yeah. Which was awesome. That was good. Uh, that was a nice long marathon episode. Uh, how you like the new intro? It's fun. It's fun. I like it. A little more uh, variety. So yeah. we got a Ninja Turtles added to it, which is nice. A little updated. Yeah. So like for the, some the of the stuff G.I. Coming. Joe the movie right. intro, so that's yep. cool. We got uh, Voltron, because that's going to be coming in January. Yeah. So, yeah. so I figured throwing a bunch of stuff. And then uh, people seem to have fun with the behind-the-scenes uh, episode with the songs. The songs, That yeah. were chosen from the different action shows and stuff like that. That so, was cool. Yeah. A couple of them tripped some people up. I think Street Hawk people would not know if I had if put they that intro well, in there. Well, they say the name. Yeah. yeah. And then... I like, uh, I like Simon and Simon because I always like that music, but yeah. it does sound eerie familiar to, like, Riptide. Riptide, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, there's just one thing that kind of differentiates <laughs> the two. But there was, yeah. I remember you texted me that day saying, I think you played the same song twice. I was like, no, I didn't. And you were like, no, I think you did. So I listened back. I was like, no, that's Riptide. And then there's Simon and Simon. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do next time. I might do like 80s sci-fi shows or something like that. Or 80s dramas. Get some moonlighting in there. Moonlighting. <laughs> Dallas, moonlighting, Knott's Landing. Yeah, all that stuff maybe. Nice. I don't know. But yeah, so it was, it was a good time. Uh, so... Might as well uh, get into the meat of the episode, because it's going to be a long one. Yeah. We've got a lot of issues to cover. Yeah, we're catching up. Catching up. Not catching on everything. Up. Not on... Well, most of it. Most of it, though. Right? Yeah. So, uh, we'll go into the Jedi Holocron. Jedi Holocron. All right, Chuck. Well, we had a new country pop up. Okay. Iraq. Yeah. I'm hoping it's the U.S. military. Better be. <laughs> Hoping it's not some uh, villain Iraqis that are looking to take us down and they're doing it through the Star Joe's channel. Bastards. <laughs> um, new forum posters. Yeah. We had, uh, remember the question about Black Star that we mentioned with yeah. Robert and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That came from WT138. Uh, I know it looks like Dubat on the forums, yeah. but I know him from the Geek Savants podcast and I know it's WT is how it's supposed to be pronounced. So. Uh, then we had Andre Zero. Okay. And he popped up in G.I. Joe News uh, when we were talking about variant covers. And he asked if uh, that was Bazooka up in the upper right. And he's like, isn't Bazooka dead? And and that's when we, I kind of res- responded saying, actually, that cover is just meant to be an homage. It's not like they're bringing Bazooka back or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, because Luke shows Scarlet being dead, too. Right. <laughs> Which is the one Which I was crossing my fingers. No, shut your mouth. 
And that's the cover that Robert drew, obviously. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that a little later. Sure. Um, and then uh, Jedi Mark 77 recently popped up, like, within the last day or two. Yeah, I actually chatted with him a little bit last night on the forums going back yeah. and forth. Seems like a pretty cool cat. Yeah, very cool. Um, he actually introduced himself, so I wanted to go over that just real quick. His was pretty short and sweet. Lay it on me. Uh, he said, hola, señores and señoritas. I don't hola. think we... Do we have señoritas? They're women. No, I understand that, but do we have any listening to us? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. If you're a woman listening to us... God bless you. <laughs> God bless you, number one. <laughs> but number two... Big uh, shout out to all the ladies. Let us know. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Put your hands up. Wow. Really? I, I can't like Beyonce? No. <laughs> no Seriously? You, you can like Beyonce, sure. Why not? She's fucking smoking hot. Sure she is. Damn right. No, I was just going to say, let us know if we have any female listeners. Like, and send pictures. No, you don't have to send pictures. Just let us know if you're, <laughs> just let us know if you're out there. Yeah, let us know. Uh, he said, my name's Mark, but a lot of my friends call me Jedi. Hence my username. Jedi Mark. Uh, right. Uh, I'm currently in the military, married, which he put boo. Word. No, not word. Shut up. <laughs> you don't know. I'm happy. It could be boot. I'm happy to be married. Yeah, whatever. So, well, uh, of course you are. Sure. He said, I'm a one-year, uh, with a one-year, I'm a one-year-old girl. <laughs> what? You're a one-year-old little girl. Mark said he's a one-year-old girl. No, no he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, you want me to read that? I can't read. Uh, he says he's married with a one-year-old girl. Right. And another girl on the way. Right. Congratulations, sir. Absolutely. We live in North Carolina. He says, I'm a huge Star Wars and comic book geek. I have a Star Wars half sleeve I started. Hell yeah, you do. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, if you, if you once you get it done, sure. like, send pictures. Send pictures. That'd be post awesome. Post them on the forums. Yeah. Or we'll post them for yeah, you. Whatever, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, he says, I can't really keep up with comics these days because it seems you need to buy eight different titles to keep up with one main story. So true. Uh, so I still read the good old comics from the 70s and 80s when stro- uh, storylines were simple. So do we. Yeah. I I don't know how simple they were. They were kind of kind of looted toward the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the, I was going to say not simple. Be, they were simple to follow, but a lot of them would... Like, if you had a I think good what writer, he's saying is simple to follow because you only had the three movies out. Sure. Well, not only that, but like even just regular comics, I think they were simple to follow because you had one title. Like yeah. You either had X-Men right. or you and, had yeah. Avengers. You know what? I, I kind of miss those days. Oh, sure. I do, back too. a little bit. Where it was just one G.I. Joe title, whether they called it a real American hero or whatever, just G.I. Yeah. Joe. yeah. And that was the book you bought, and it, again, it came out every month, and yeah. you plop down your 60 cents, and you're, you're would, good to go. I wouldn't even care if they did, if some titles did what Amazing Spider-Man does, which is they have, it comes out twice a month, or three times a month, whatever, but it's just that one title. You buy that just one amazing, title, yeah. and you can just read Now I mean, Spider-Man may be a bad example. Now, Marvel's that fucking that up right now, because yeah. they're coming out with Avenging Spider-Man, and Web of Spider-Man. Yeah, Shadows of Spider-Man. Which they said they were going to stay away from that, but then yeah. they went right back to it. Spectacular, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, <laughs> Mary Jane loves Spider-Man, Spider-Ham. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and... <laughs> Peter Porker, Spider-Ham. Every, everywhere you go is a Spider-Man. Yeah. So, um... Well, because of Spider-Island. Yeah. But we'll, we won't talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so, I still read... The good old comics from the 70s and 80s, but I listen to Star Joe's and CGS to keep up with new story arcs. So That's the two I like. Yeah. <laughs> I like that we're being put in the same category as CGS. Yeah, just mentioned with them sure. is awesome. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so that was his intro, and then you kind of talked with him a little bit more yeah. on the forums, like you said. Uh, then we had, let's see, trying to see who else we had pop in there. Oh, on our uh, website, we had uh, Nerds Get Chicks. He made a, a comment about episode 34. Nice. And he said, sorry it took me so long to answer, 
back. I just bought my first house and had just moved in, so I know what that's like. Word. Uh, no internet for like two weeks. That would kill me. <laughs> I'm going to the library again. I'll be right back. Yeah. He said the Lookout Mountain reference that he had mentioned before, he said that was from Transformers, the movie, when Hot Rod says you can see everything from Lookout Mountain uh, right before the Decepticons attack. Yeah. Oh, when I, he takes the little yeah, boy up there. Yeah. I remember that. I still don't know why Nerds Gets Chicks was referring to that, though. Because <laughs> he said, what about Lookout Mountain? I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're Maybe talking about. that was about. a cool part. I don't know. <laughs> you got to give Ryan the whole synapses. He does a lot of drugs. Yeah, right. So. It's a lot of drinking. Anyways, he says, uh, keep up the great work on the cast. It's definitely a man's podcast. Nice. Uh, I, and I enjoy drinking. You can drink- smell us from here. Yeah, he goes, and nice. I, en- I enjoy drinking my ghetto liquor and listening to you guys. Ghetto liquor. Nice. So that's nice. He's got a 40. You're still tickling his balls, I guess. Word. So. Uh, then we also had Brian post on our website for episode 32. He said... Nikio? No, I don't know if it's the same Brian or not. All right, go ahead. But uh, I liked how he began. B-R-I or B-R-Y? This is B-R-I. Go with it. So, uh, I really liked how he opened this one. He said, Ryan is right. <laughs> now, Brian, I've got to take umbrage with that. That's that's can't that can't happen. He said the soundtrack rocked. He was referring to the Transformers movie soundtrack. Or was he talking about the Top Gun? Both, because apparently, yeah. well, he's show tunes. No, he was talking about the. <laughs> fuck you. He was talking about the <sighs> the uh, Transformers one because of his next sentence. He oh, says, okay, go ahead, go ahead. He said, "If you're ever having a bad day, play the Touch." And dare, touch. dare to touch. Uh, back to, <laughs> dare they to taught us about that in school. Dare right? to touch the little boy that Hot Rod took up onto Lookout Mountain. <laughs> That's what he meant. That's what he meant. Oh, okay. Uh, he said, "Listen to those." Back- we don't condone pedophilism on this show. <laughs> no, in fact, no. You need, we're anti. Yeah, in fact, if you do that, you need to have your nuts cut off. So, wow. Oh yeah, I'll go that far. Okay. So. Uh, what if you're lonely? I'll bring the shears. What if you're lonely? No, there's no, no, okay, no okay, excuse right, for that. No. Uh, Back to back He says listen to those back to back on a loop And it'll make you feel better Mm. He says and if you need a little extra push Add you're the best from Karate Kid He says you cannot feel bad when you're you're listening to these songs Oh yeah Fantastic song. It's okay. It's not fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. It's not Hall and Oates or Journey. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not that good. No, but it's is pretty it Journey good. No, it's, it's pretty not, good. It's not it, he's right though. It does make you feel better. Well, sure. So it does, makes uh, you feel like you're awesome. So does Walking on Sunshine, but I don't want to play that all the time. Yeah, but I'll play You're the Best all, right. all the time because I walk. You're walking around listening to a song that says You're the Best. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you should love that song. I get that. I'm just saying. <laughs> so. It, what it, why are you down on like 80 songs? I'm not. I just don't have it. <laughs> so, I'm trying to right. something I had. Then we had uh, like Genesis or something. We had someone posting that calling themselves the Rock. I don't know if it's Rock that we know, but it's 
The Rock. Shout out to all my rocks out there. Yep. Uh, episode 35, he said, awesome podcast. Listen to this because he saw it on He-Man.org's news. Nice. So it's obviously not The Rock that we know. Thank you, Val. Uh, he said, I'm going to listen to the rest of the episodes. Ooh, so, sweet. So God bless you for doing nice. that. Nice, yeah. For the same episode, we had Simba's Guard. Mm-hmm. He's a great show. I always enjoy insider opinions of comics and movies. Oh, so nice, very cool. Nice. Yeah. Now, inside we are. But... <laughs> well, we we have you know interviews and stuff like that, so that's insider. I guess we are. So you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, and he was responding to the episode with Val, so that's it. That was the insider person yeah. we had that episode. There we go. So hey. we'll, we'll get more as we can. Good to know. So iTunes, we had some reviews. What? And you know what this means. <laughs> what the fuck? Who, now, who reviewed iTunes? Now, what? Now, now you get a, you get a freebie, because remember Geek Gazette, I said, had a, had a response. Right, right, right. Or he posted a, a good review. His was done before we put out the whole thing that you had to say something good about the X-Men. All right. So what he had to say, uh, his was titled Great Show. He said, this is a great podcast if you're into the 80s cartoon properties, toys, and comic books. This is one of my favorite shows, and I highly recommend it. So thank very, you, sir. Very cool. Geek thank you. That. Thank you. All right. So to earn the other two, that touched me. The, the other two in the pants. Wow. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those episodes. Huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, to earn the other two reviews, All right. you have to say something good about the X Men. <sighs> Fuck. So, All right. So me, give me your first one. You know, one good thing about the X Men, I could say is. That Charles Xavier took those little fucking mutant kids and he gave them a place to live and somewhere to go so they're not causing trouble. It's like big brothers and big sisters. So he gave them a home. Okay. <laughs> so that's something nice. You almost made me spit out my water. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, Read the uh, first review. That's something that's nice. A, that's, that's something nice. That's something okay. nice. Okay. Uh, so this was from Toys210. Uh, oh, okay. And his title was Great Podcast. Uh, and he said, very informative, very funny podcast. Can't wait for the next one, bub. Bub. And I knew that he meant that one for the X-Men, so. <laughs> All right. I likes the Wolverines. <laughs> All right, so your next, you got one more. Uh, you got to say one more nice thing about the X-Men. You can pick individual X-Men, you just can't pick Wolverine. I like Wolverine. I know you like Wolverine. Well, if I was going to say something nice about the X-Men, it, can, I, can I say that, that, that Storm has a nice rack? Sure. She does. <laughs> and it was a nice portrayal of Halle Berry, actually, in the movie. Sure. So that was nice. I thought yeah. that was pretty good. And she can put okay. that on her resume and not be ashamed of it. Sure. Um, you like the white hair? It was good. Like it was that. good. Yeah. And I like how they updated her better that she doesn't have a mohawk anymore and she looks sure. better. So oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. She we'll go with that. She's not sporting the 80s mohawk. Right. That, that was bad. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. Sounds Halle good. Berry's rock. Okay. I'll give you that one. All right. Cool. I do get to veto certain ones if you ever right. become an ass about it. And Wolverine's nice. <laughs> so uh, this one was from Foxy McLovin. Nice. So the title of this one was My New Favorite Podcast. Oh, I think the title was Foxy McLovin. No, no. That's, I thought this was going a whole different direction. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no that's who posted it oh. was Foxy McLovin. Oh. Make up something else and so. make up some Foxy McLovin story. <laughs> So, the title of it was My New Favorite Podcast, which I thought was cool. Thank you, sir and or madam. Yeah. It says, the great 80s licenses, the bickering, the comics, the Star Wars holiday episode. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it makes me... No, it makes no, me... No, I'm sorry It makes that. me want to scream Cobra la 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 la. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, McLovin, I can tell. <laughs> Wow. Hey, some people were appreciative of that Star Wars Holiday episode. Oh, because there was a lot of people who never seen that and didn't know how to get to it. I wish I was one of those people who never seen it. 
we did bring a service to the people. We made it entertaining for them. I guess. Because I know it was painful for us, but oh my God. listening back to it, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> I enjoy everything that we do on this show, but that episode, I did not. But we had to do it. Yeah. We had to do it. So That was um, probably my, my least favorite episode. Yeah. Could be. I just could be. To get through it, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was rough. Do you have one in mind? That was worse than that? Yeah. No, that one was painful. <laughs> well, this one's going pretty bad now. You want to shut up so I can finish reading? I don't like where this one's going. <laughs> you want to get your hand on my knee? This one's going in a bad place. You stay on that side of the table. Well, all right. <laughs> all right, and we had a couple emails. One from JD. Okay. Our buddy JD. Yeah. Uh, he said, hey dudes, it's JD. Should, so, I say it, should I say it like him? Yeah, do it. Hey dudes, it's JD. Hey dudes, JD. Just heard episode 36. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> Help me out. When is Super Show next year? Dude, I wish I fucking knew. Is there a specific date already set? Maybe I could try to make it. <laughs> Still reading it like it? Um, they yeah. haven't really announced it. They haven't announced it. Yeah. I, I emailed him back just because I didn't want him to have to wait for this episode to hear a response. But yeah. um, most likely I would imagine beginning of November because they start <sighs> or, selling tickets. Yeah, or yeah... December, well, they start November ish. I would think they'll announce it in November because they start doing the pulls for early uh, sketches usually in December. Yeah, so I'm thinking we'll hear something soon. Dang. Before the end of the it'll year, it'll be before the end, before of, the year. The end yeah, of the year. Yeah, so and it's usually around the March April time frame. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, and that's a good thing to bring up too, not to throw off topic too not much, sure. but. People are talking about you know conventions and the convention scene winding down, the con right. scene winding down. Well, th- when it winds down, it just ramps up again for next year. Right. So you got to get everything ready and know where you're going and what you want to do next year. I, you can't go to all of them. We all can't be right. pants here, and we can't go to everything. <laughs> and he doesn't even there. go to all of them. I know, so. but he goes to more than he goes to like the most, at least ten. More than most. Yeah, more than most. We'll agree on that. Right. But I mean, if, if San Diego Comic Con is your thing, I mean, there's there's a good chunk of change right there, especially sure. if you live on the East Coast, right? Or if you're living on uh, the East, you want to go to Emerald Con in um, Seattle, right? That's a nice chunk of change yep. to fly there too. You want to go to Heroes Con? You live on the West Coast. That's a nice piece of coin too. Baltimore so, Con, Baltimore Con, yeah. New York Con, New York Comic Con, or Chicago C two E two. Chicago, if you're on either coast, yeah. If you want to go to C two E two, you know, <laughs> you gotta go to C two E two. You gotta go to the middle, yeah. So, so in Ohio here, um, I, we definitely are in for Super Show. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where we start. Yeah. So we'll, we'll plan our con according to Super Show right. when it is and what's going on. Star Wars celebrations out there. Yeah, I really want to go to that. About that. That's up see. in the air. There's some people that have already posted saying, hey, let us know if you're going to come. <sighs> it's because, up in the air, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really want to go, and I'm going to do everything I can to go. Right. Because I want to go just at least once in my life. Right. And it's not um, that we don't want to go to these. We'd love to go to all. It's right. just... Work, They're, responsibilities, family, wives, we're both married, this right. shit can't happen all time. the time, time, um, it's yeah. mostly married, because sure. she'll, she'll cut our balls off, <laughs> my well, wife, it's money, wife. it's money too, sure, I mean, money's a big factor, you can't spend all your, you know, savings yeah. on, like, going, like, pants, you can't spend all your savings going, right. like, cons and stuff, <laughs> well, not that pants is wrong, it, it's a good thing he does, right, well, the big thing too, though, is, like, if you, Go, you, you're not just paying for your trip there. Because if that was one thing, like, oh, you know, you're just buying the ticket and your flight there, that'd be one thing. You want to spend money while you're there. Right. You want to at least, at least take a hundred bucks and have a good time. Right. Maybe even more. I, I know I take a lot more, but. Right. Celebration, I'd want to take a lot more. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I know for definitely, 
I'm going to Super Show. That's I know for sure I'm going to Super Show because I've established that precedence for the last two years. So right. it's like, this is the convention I always go to. I'm going to try to talk the wife into uh, going to Baltimore with me. Yeah. And just make like a, a vacation out of it. Like, leave the kids with Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah. And we'll do a vacation and go down to Baltimore. Now, the good thing that... She might not want to. The good thing that... Might be traveling alone (laughs) by a bus. (laughs) The good thing that the CGS guys do when it comes to Super Show is they usually revolve it around... They pick a date that's on a different weekend than most of your major conventions. Or at least two or three weeks away from other things so it's not backed up against it. Right, exactly. If they can. Yeah, if it can be helped, yeah. Sometimes you never know. So... All right, then we had another email from Simon Goff, Ooh. Uh, which I he explained how to pronounce his name. So he says, uh, he says, hey, Ryan, I, I caught your comment on Robert Atkins' blog concerning the X-Men sketches uh, colored. And he spelled colored with a U in there because he's British. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call him out, dude. <laughs> uh, I've been uh, chaka busy, so I completely forgot to get back to you guys after last time. Thanks for that mention in the earlier podcast. Yes, I am English. Don't hate me. Blame the tea. I like tea. <laughs> I like the English. I like the English. We, we took our country. We're good. Yeah. We took it back. No big deal. We got it. We're not hard. We're not bitter about that. No, not at all. We're allies. Yeah. Friendly allies, too. Yeah. I, I was just over there. You were just there. Everyone was awesome. You visited. I loved them. There you go. They're cool people. I've loved as many as I could. <laughs> he says, uh, my surname is pronounced Goff. So that's how we find it. He said, like cough, but with a G. Right. Everyone gets it wrong. Don't worry about that. So, <laughs> I like how you use surname instead of last name. Yes. He says, As is proper. Right. But I say, I say last name. Of course you do. <laughs> you bloody Yank. Because I'm not proper. You bloody Yank. He says, I'm all about your podcast now. Word. It's Thanks, It's been Simon. great seeing them spring up so regularly uh, lately, though. We have been getting a lot out there. Yep. He says, great work. Kudos to you on the editing. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep reading. Been a lot of work. That's <laughs> all you're getting. That's all you're getting. Don't let it go to your head. I've been doing so good with the editing, I can't get the other shit done, though. That's the problem. I know. I know. No big deal. So he says, uh, if you guys wanted to get me on your show, just give me a shout, and we'll sort out time and date. He says, I'm flexible, so I can leave that with you unless I have a deadline hanging over my neck, but that usually is at the end of the month. Sounds good. So I'll try to arrange that. He said the Val Staples interview was awesome, by the way. Great to hear from him and his experience. I'm still new, so I absorb all the advice from the big guns like like a sponge. Nice. He said, I won't be as entertaining or knowledgeable as Val, though, I'm afraid. Hope to hear from you soon. Sigh. Nice. So, uh, Sounds good to me. We're the entertaining ones. You just wow. Have, no, I was going to say, he just has to be there and answer questions for us. Yeah. And from his emails, I think he's pretty entertaining. I do, too. So I think we're good. Uh, so, so look for that in a future episode yep. if we can work out the details on that. Yep. Soulfly Jedi, uh, which is also straight edge He-Man on the forums. Nice. So there's that connection. He emailed back because he went to PowerCon. I know. I got a party with that kid. Yeah. I think he's out of Buffalo. Okay. I don't know. New York. Okay. If I can say that. Sure. All right. I think I'll he's out of Buffalo. Not. Well, and that brings up a... Uh, actually, it brings up a good reference for me is... He emailed saying that he went to PowerCon and he had pictures on his oh, Facebook so page. fucking jealous. Yeah. He said he has pictures on his Facebook page, but I don't want to say his Facebook name, name. Yeah. unless he wants me to. So, so... Let us know now or we're saying it. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no so let me know if, if you're fine with me saying your name so that people can check out your pictures. Or, or you could post them on our forum. And, yeah, yeah. If you want to, you can just post them on our Facebook fan site. Because yeah. you're certainly welcome to do that. Uh, so is anybody. You guys yeah, can post any, all your photos you want. Yeah. I mean. 
That it's, it's for the fans. It's not for us. Exactly. So even though I use it as my personal Facebook account, right? So <laughs> <laughs> you do it too. I know. Um, so what? So yeah. So let me know or or like I don't Chuck need Dateline coming to my house. Oh my god! You don't know what that's I my space. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no one uses that anymore. Well, because Dateline was coming to their house. <laughs> it's because they were picking up little girls and boys. Well, what else were you supposed things. to do? Things. <laughs> Pets. <laughs> Looking for a sheep. <laughs> right. And a good goat. Oh, you have the good goat. Well, you need a good goat. Right, exactly. When it's done, I'll cut your then, Because then you need... No, then you need that story of like, so there I was, me, the girl, and the goat. <laughs> yeah. And, and somebody's going to be eaten. <laughs> So we barbecued the goat. <laughs> so, so me and the goat barbecued so, the girl. So we ate the girl. Nice. And me and the goat went in the back room. <laughs> Developed the pictures. Um, all right, so we had some voicemails. We had a lot of voicemails, actually. Um, Thanks, guys. We had a, a couple from our, our buddy Chewy. So, Chewy. So, and again, what would an uh, episode be without Chewy's voicemails? Like a so. day without sunshine. That's right. So uh, let's go ahead and bring up the first one for Chewy. Star Jones, it is Chewy. I am listening to the latest episode, and I just wanted to respond to uh, the question. I'm not, I'm not even sure if you answered it maybe later in the episode. The question about who played the guitar in the Top Gun anthem. Uh, Brian, for the longest time, I thought it was Eddie Van Halen as well. Uh, Eddie is my favorite guitar player of all time. It's actually Steve Stevens from Billy Idol's band. Uh, so, unfortunately, it's not um, Eddie, but it was still a cool song to get a lap dance to. Wait. Okay. Yeah, any any song is good to get a lap dance to. Sure. Whether it's Eddie Van Halen or Billy Idol. Happy birthday. Sure. Okie pokey, you know, yeah. Lovely bunch of coconuts. And <laughs> she's got her lovely coconuts in my face, yeah. Um, you ever notice they smell real good, too? Yeah, that's sure. nice, yeah. I- <laughs> yeah. Wow. Can't say. And you always come home and your life's, life's like, why is there glitter on your face? I can't say. I don't know. Why was there titties in my face? I don't know. God. What? Whatever. So, anyways, uh, Steve Stevens, some like evil Steve. evil parents right there. Ooh, Steve Stevens. Yeah. They they named their kids Steve Stevens. Sorry. So. <laughs> All right. So we had another voicemail from Chewy. Star Joe's, what's up? It is Chewy. I am on the way from one bar to another. Let's see. Uh, once again tonight, I got a lap dance to the Top Gun anthem. I have officially become the Top Gun anthem guy. At the strip club. I suppose there are worse things that I could become. Uh, let's see. Chuck. Dark of the Moon. It's out on DVD. There's no longer... Uh, there's no reason that you have not seen this movie now. So, uh, let's see. Sentinel Prime comes down. He's a good guy. He becomes a bad guy. He kills Ironhide. Uh, Prime and uh, the rest of the Autobots take over Chicago kick the shit out of the Chicago in the last, like, 50 minutes of the movie. The whole, like, literally, the last 50 minutes of the movie is a big battle scene. It's fucking awesome. And uh, out of nowhere, for, like, no fucking reason, Megatron comes out and, like, kills, like, or shoots Sentinel Prime, and then fucking Optimus Prime, with one arm ripped off, puts an axe to Megatron, to, like, an axe, dude. Like, in his head, rips his spine out, kills Megatron, dead. Movie over. And, of course, then Sam Witwicky, who must have, like, a 12-inch dick, because he gets, like, hot pieces of ass, uh, ends up with the hot girl at the end. So that is the uh, 
the chewy version of Dark and Moon. Wait, Dark Days Letter. Keep up the great work. All right. All right. Well, thanks so, for spoiling that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like you said, it's your own fault of this. No, it, it is It is available, and uh, I actually have it at home do on you? Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me and Woodwicky do have a lot in common, except for that 12-inch dick part. <laughs> so, yeah. What, you're both douches? What? No, we both get hot chicks. So Whatever. Okay. Whatever. What are you saying? When's the last hot chick you got? <laughs> well, I just celebrated eight years of marriage, so eight years ago, I guess. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, anyways. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. But, no. Uh, so, he's he, the Top Gun guy at the strip club. Right. He's the Top Gun guy at the strip club. When are we hanging out with you? <laughs> Not he goes to strip clubs. I don't go to strip clubs. So. I know. Either. I haven't been in a long time. We're I, overdue. I never have. Never? Never. They put titties in your face. I understand this. I don't need the tees. Well, it's just very frustrating. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can be teased at home. Right. <laughs> well, either way, you can jerk off. I mean, <laughs> right, but I don't, I don't need the You don't tees. like jerking in public? Is that it? Right, that's what it is, yeah. Why? <laughs> wow. Anyways, I that. Anyways, uh, Dark of the Moon. No, no, get back Dark, to your issue here. No, what? Dark of the Moon. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, um... He he obviously was drunk, and because I know this because he had put on Facebook, he's like, "Hey, Ryan, don't play that." I'm, I'm go- no, he says, "I'm I'm going to I'm going out drinking tonight." What do you think about me calling and leaving a voicemail spoiling Transformers Three for Chuck? <laughs> and I was like, "I think that's a brilliant idea." So I knew he was drunk. He kind of forgot that the reason why Megatron turns on Sentinel Prime, they were working together basically. And the reason he turns is because he's Megatron. Sam Witwicky's girlfriend convinces Megatron, like, "Oh, you, th- you're the weak one to, to Prime. I see Prime's the one that's in charge, Sentinel Prime." And so basically, she plays up to his his ego of wanting to be the, the boss guy. So he thinks that Sentinel Prime's going to turn on him. So he goes and kills him. And then, yeah, uh, Optimus Prime had his arm ripped off, basically, but he's still by bad, who? By I think Sentinel Prime. Nice. But he's still badass enough to uh, chop Megatron's head off with one arm and Did Bumblebee kill get killed? Him. No. Oh, he's going to be in part four. <laughs> uh, Starscream got killed. Oh, oh well. Just to ruin that one for you. And he's killed by humans. Wow. <laughs> so Weak. Pretty weak. <laughs> yeah, Starscream's weak. So <laughs> I didn't like the movie version of Starscream, to be honest with no, you. No, I didn't I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I didn't either, so... Uh, all right, then we had our uh, our buddy Chris Campbell actually called and left us a voicemail, and, and he was quite lit also. <laughs> he has a nice geek room. Yes, he does. But uh, he, he actually contacted us on the forum and said, um, yeah, I don't even remember what I said in the voicemail. So, Chris. Let's refresh your memory. Let's refresh your memory a little bit. Ryan, Chuck, hey, this is Chris Campbell. How you guys doing? This is in response to Chuck's request for more drunk voicemails. I am definitely three sheets to the wind, and I only wanted to say one thing is that people who aren't on board with the new Turtle 3 launch uh, can suck it because it's awesome. And I was totally disheartened to go to my local shop, and the guy who was a huge original Turtles fan said that it was shit. And I said, no fucking way it was shit. He was all upset that Casey was getting beaten on by his dad. And I said, you know what? That doesn't stop anything from happening that's essential to Casey Jones' character. I mean, give it a couple issues, see where it goes. But I thought... Having the main plot, the two subplots, I am totally on board, and I just was really disheartened by the bullshit negativity. I think it's awesome. Eastman's layouts are monster in the back of the book. 
can't believe it. I'm going to go back to drinking. Peace out, guys. All right. Nice. So, uh, Thanks for the drunk call, Chris. Yeah, Keep them coming. Yeah, Keep that was coming. awesome. Yeah, I'd love more of those. <clears throat> um, especially when you don't remember what you said. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone who says the Turtles book is shit, you can suck my dick. Because that book was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> love it. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Turtles book. Actually, we're going to cover issues one and two today. So, yeah, awesome. So you'll, you'll hear our feedback on that. Can't wait. But uh, and then we had uh, Victor likes called us the turtles. Yes, he likes the turtles. Chris likes the turtles, and we're on the same page, Chris. So at least I'm on the same page. I can't speak for Chuck. What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. drunk man hit me or something. What we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, man we collects the thing. He's probably pretty powerful, right? right. We have uh, Victor left us his voicemail. Victor from uh, Exploring the Multiverse. ETM. Yep. So. And ETM.com. <laughs> I think it's Exploring the Multiverse. Oh, com. Yeah, right, right. So. He should have shortened that to ETM.com. I agree. That would have been better. I agree. Work on that. Okay. <laughs> buy that domain before I get it. <laughs> and then I sell it to you. For like, let's, let's buy it now. For like $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> or a pitcher of beer. Right. Whatever. Or, or, you know, box of free crappy comics. Oh no, you didn't! No, because here's the thing. No, because I listened to uh, an old episode of theirs that I never got to listen to, which is episode 17. Yeah. Where they were doing one of their first contests. Yeah, didn't they give you a box of free graphic comics? Yeah, they did. Nice. What happened um, to those? I still have them. Oh, okay. Did you read them yet? No. Are you going to? No. All right. <laughs> Orphanage? Maybe. All right. Might give them to you. Ooh, all right. Even better. <laughs> um, but they were referring to the fact that. <laughs> the listeners were basically getting the crappy comics that they didn't want to have. So <coughs> not the way to get so, run a contest. So so again, not saying any I'm not saying anything that they didn't already say. Right. So you can't be pissed at me. True. He said it first. That's true. So speaking of him saying stuff, here's Victor. Here's Victor. Hey Star Joe's, it's Victor from Exploring the Multiverse. I'm just starting to listen to episode thirty six. Just heard Rock phone call about how he's rescheduling the fantasy football league and i decided to comment here because uh chuck's getting no love the champ needs to stay the champ i am not participating in the fantasy football league but i am rooting for chuck the champ i want to hear another year of the champ and all of his comments that he is the champ so chuck you got one one uh person on the sideline cheering for you so uh keep up the good work there uh gentlemen fuckers all right. Thank you. <laughs> my, my comment would be, if you're not going to play, then you shut your pie hole. Wow. <laughs> we need cheerleaders. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. You want him to be your cheerleader? Yes, I do. You want him in a little skirt with pom-poms yes. and everything else? Sure. Really? Sure. There's yeah. boy cheerleaders. You could be in one of those. You going to take them home with you? Yeah, for, go with the night out. <laughs> if you brought that girl to prom, you go home with her. Reach, reach, reach and her girlfriend. Reach under his skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hold the tree trunk. <laughs> Um, I reach under his skirt and I'm holding the fucking tree trunk here. Jeez. <laughs> so. All uh, I have to say about that, Victor, is. Woo! Yeah. Champ! Here's the thing, too. 4 0, baby! 4 0. Playing Sean Pryor. Until. It doesn't look good. <laughs> no, it doesn't look good. To be honest, it doesn't look good right now. He's going to kick your ass. Probably on my way to my first loss. Still 4 1. Sean, I'm, I'm very happy that you're finally given. So it'll be 4 1. The defeat that he needs. Well, you know what? Just like Ric Flair. 16 time world champion, champion. You have to lose it a couple of times to be 16-time champion. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So he's he was a loser 15 times. Well, you, you have to not... Oh, 14. You have to get it first, originally, to lose right. it. So, 14. Okay. 
but he won at 16. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he lost a lot. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um. So anyway. When you throw it off the horse, you get right back up on that bitch, and you ride. I'm more impressed by the guy that became the champion once and stayed the champion. Rocky Marciano? <laughs> right. Every time I'm in a, some white guy had to bring up Rocky Marciano. Every time you talk about boxing, it's like, Rocky Marciano, Rocky Marciano. You must be out of your goddamn mind. Joe Lewis, the greatest boxer ever lived. I'll be with you boys in a minute. He was bad in Captain Clay. He bad in Sugar Ray. He bad in that. Who that? You, the new boy. Yeah, Mike, Mike Tyson looked like a bulldog. He bad in him, too. He done whipped Mike Tyson's ass. He whipped all their asses. What about Rocky Marciano? Oh, there they go. There they go. Every time I start talking about boxing, a white man got to pull Rocky Marciano out their ass. That's the one. That's the one. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good. But compared to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano ain't shit. He bit Joe Lewis's ass. That's right. He did whoop Joe Lewis' ass. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. I don't know how old he was, but he got his ass whooped. Joe Lewis had come out of retirement to fight Rocky Marciano. The man was 76 years old. Joe Lewis always lied about his age. He lied about his age all the time. One time, Frank Sinatra comes out here and sat down in this chair. And I said, Frank, you hang out with Joe Lewis. Just between me and you, how old is Joe Lewis? You know what Frank told me? He said, hey, Joe Lewis, 137 years old. 137 years old. I'm going to call him Cash Clay. That's what I'm going to call him Cash Clay. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, I'm happy Sean's kicking your ass. Yes, and thank you, Sean. Thank you for the <laughs> ass what I'm about to receive. And... um. Because if it came from anyone, it had to come from someone that respected you before. True. So. But if jo- if uh, Johnny Knox scores like 70 points tonight, I'm, I'm gold. <laughs> but I think I'm gold. That ain't going to happen. I know. So anyways, uh, you know the whole reason Victor wants you to win. Yeah. Yeah. He admires and adores me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I- I will say I've missed having you in the room so I could look you in the face and tell when you're bullshit. <laughs> get it yet? You know what I'm saying? Did you get it yet? Did you get it yeah. yet? Did you get it yet? Did you get it yet? Dang. Dang. Um, so, anyways, no. He wants you to win because he knows it's going to be a hell of a, another year then of me dealing with your shit. <laughs> or that. And he likes the chaos. <laughs> the chaos. Is he a pot stirrer? Is he, that what you're he, likes the, he likes the banter. Is he the pot calling the kettle black? Maybe. All right. He might be the kettle. The kettle. Yeah. You found your kettle. Right. There you go. Nice. Okay. Hope you two are happy. <laughs> <laughs> so we had uh, one more voicemail, which was from Mark, which was uh, Jedi Mark. We we did share a hotel room with him. With Jedi Mark? No, with Victor. We've moved on to Jedi Mark now. Oh, I'm sorry. This is your problem. You want to talk about... This is your problem. We what? Want, you, we've already moved on to a new topic, and you're still talking about old topics. No, no, no. Yeah. No, we have. No, we haven't. Yeah, we did. And then all of a sudden you're bringing up hotel rooms. That's the topic. Because that's what I'm talking about. No. What are you, Mike from ETM? Yes. I agree with Mike on that. Because whatever I'm talking about at the time is the topic at hand. No. Yes. <laughs> we need to move on, though. I understand. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. All right. But we, hey, are, we already... Let me just formally say right now. Change the topic. Yeah. It's good to have Mike back on ETM. Sure, absolutely. It's, it's damn good to have Mike sure. back. Sure. Here's the thing. Welcome back. I know you don't listen, but welcome back. <laughs> Here's the thing. You need to listen. The, oh, Jesus. Go ahead. <laughs> Punch you. For what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm letting you talk. Go. No, you're not. <laughs> well, you ain't saying nothing. Right. Go. I agree with you that the topic is whatever we're talking about. True. But it's whatever we're talking about. 
I had already moved on to the next topic. But you I were still talking move. about the old topic. But I didn't want to move. Well, you stopped talking about it, so I moved on, and then you started bringing it up again. It's called a conversation. I let you have your sentence here, and you can let me have mine. But you changed. I wasn't done. <laughs> but next time you want to change topics, a lot. raise your hand. <laughs> or have the talking have stick. Talking stick. <laughs> you mean my pen that you have in your hand? That could be the talking stick. <laughs> Is this my notebook? No! It's <laughs> mine. It looked like mine. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. No, it's yours. Yeah, it's my wife's writing. It. That's yours. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> the talking stick. Uh, what are we right. talking about? Jedi Mark. Jedi Mark. Go ahead. Yes. Or Mark Jedi. I think it's Jedi Mark. So 7-7. Seven, seven. Yes. Uh, which I assume is the year he was born. So little, I hope he's little, not 77 years old. A little younger than us. Maybe just like... Two maybe years. maybe it's just 77 because that's the year Star Wars was. We'll go with that. Yeah, it could be that. So... We don't know. Clear that up for us. <laughs> or don't. Is that the year? Let it remain a mystery. Is that the year you were born, or is that the year Star? Or you used it because that's the year Star Wars came out, or both? Don't don't say nothing because it'll not Ryan day and night. <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me at all. Actually. <laughs> all right. So just like Kentucky Fried Chicken, why is it so addictively good? I don't know. So Mark called us and he was drunk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I gotta hang out with all you fuckers. So, you drink. I drink. When. When it seems... I've known you for I don't know how long. I've drank twice since I've known you. You, you drank once with me at, at Super Show and you right. tried the uh, uh, apple cider. Or yeah, something. which was good. Well, you, yeah, that's what but I had to drive that night, too. If we took a cab... If you don't get a DUI, you ain't fucking trying. <laughs> no, dude, I've driven drunk. It's not a good... Driven it's... drunk. I haven't driven sober in I don't know how long. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> it's, it, it's not a good picture, so... No. Um, but if we take a cab next time or something like that, I'm all for that. All right. I'll drink all you want, then. Good. Well, not I'll all, drive. Not all you want, but... Are you going to be drinking? Well, yeah. Then you ain't driving. I'll drive. No, you're not. It's cool, dude. No, I it's this. not. I got this. No, I am a firm, belie- firm believer in the But if you're drunk enough, driver. I'm not going to drink if the I guy, know you're drinking. The guy in between me and you, whoever that happens to be, will drive. <laughs> what if he's drunk? All the better. I'm saying, I'm fine. If we take a cab. Who Lucas drive? No. <laughs> he was Lucas, way Lucas was so smashed that oh we had God. to carry him. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was not good. Um, alright. <laughs> he turned into Keith with, like, all I'm saying is... <laughs> all I'm saying is... No, if, if we get a cab at Super Show... Cab? Something. Or we have a designated driver, I will drink. Alright. But I knew I was responsible for all you fuckers, so... Alright. I didn't drink. We gotta get beer in the hotel, then. Okay, that's fine. Alright. Well, I don't drink beer. Well, what I'll get whatever I drink. I will take care of myself. Ooh. <laughs> I wasn't I, doing it. If I get drunk enough, maybe I will. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. So, anyways, back to Jedi Mark. So, hotel party <laughs> masturbation, man. <right? laughs> Moving right along. Right after Rise of Cobra movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to nut all over that. <laughs> all right. So, anyway. Ah, oh, my God. Go ahead. <laughs> ah, Jeff Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> They don't, know, they, don't, they don't know that story. It's a good story. <laughs> we'll tell you about it one day. All right. So anyways, uh, Mark's voicemail. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Mark. Go ahead. All right. Welcome. This is what we do. What is up, Joes? It's uh, Jedi Mark 77 on the forums. Today, I finally got to uh, get permission to comment and post and this and that. And finally, I interact with everybody on the forums. Uh... I, I saw that you guys like to uh, apparently receive drunk voicemails, so I got a couple of Newcastles inside me, a few Newcastles inside of me. 
And uh, I, I, first of all, I gotta say, it feels good to have those new castles inside of me. Uh, no homo. The um, second of all, I uh, posted on your which forum was it? I can't remember. Uh, the something maybe the holocron that I don't remember right now because uh, you know I'm a little a little intoxicated. <laughs> so my vision and uh, only that is my memory is a little off right now. So, uh, but uh, I believe I I added a uh, match up a cage cage match thing. Um. Put that on one of the forums, and uh, I put, like, Harry Potter versus Darth Vader or something like that. First of all, um, if you don't say Darth Vader would beat Harry Potter, you're high. <laughs> you're high as shit. Uh, I don't know I don't know why uh, Harry Potter's magic would not last against Darth Vader's force powers, let alone everything else. But uh, anyways, I just kind of wanted to see what you guys would say about that. But um, uh, I intend to leave some more uh, voicemails on you guys' voicemail thingy (laughs) later on down the road. But I hope you guys have a good one. Peace. That was was awesome. Peace. (laughs) Um, So he called the Star Wars podcast (laughs) Vader versus Potter. Well, I got that one. We're going to get to that in a minute. Vader versus Potter. Let me ponder that. Well, we're going to get to that in a second. All right. But uh, yeah, I, welcome. I like how he <laughs> clarified that the, the new castles basically he was drinking that they weren't inside him in an other manner. <laughs> yeah, loving that. He was talking. He was sounding pretty uh, tipsy. No, I was gonna say provocative. With uh, I'm glad those new castles are inside me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'm like, in what way are they inside? You? <laughs> um, yeah. So actually, let I'm me. I had Frank Castles inside me. <laughs> I mean, new cast. Oh yeah, what a. Uh. So, anyways, we we did have some questions that yeah, came. We all up. like to tip back a few. Uh, sure. At a, at a moment's notice. Sure. Speaking of, let me just interject before you go into the next okay. topic here. Well, it's not the next topic. It was whatever. the same topic. Whatever. <laughs> we finally got what? lager yeah. in Ohio. We got okay. Yingling. Okay. Beer, which okay. was introduced to us at Super Show by the, by the ETM guys. ETM guys, yeah. It's their local. Yeah, you know, beer is on tap, whatever. And we finally got it here, and I, I bought a sixer of it. Uh, happy to say I'm going to go back and get a 12. Nice. It's good. Good. Glad so to hear it. We finally got and it's pretty cheap. It's not It's not t- terribly expensive. It's like five-something. Okay. That's not too bad. That's not bad. No. No. So, yay. Okay. All right. Yay, so, yay beer. So, uh... <laughs> So, Jedi Mark's first post on the forum was in regards to... I asked for some cage matches because I didn't feel like we were bickering enough. Evidently, this episode's going to solve that. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> um, so, he says... Uh, Bicker. He says, who would win in a fight, Ray Lewis or Brian Erlacher? <laughs> Erlacher! If you do not know, I'm a Bears fan. I thought Erlacher at first. That was my first instinct. Sure. Which you were right. And then I changed my mind. Well, are you going death cage match or are you going MMA? I think we're going death cage match. I think Ray Lewis would kill him. <laughs> because he's a convicted... Well, that's he's enough. a killer. Yeah. <laughs> he's not convicted. Let's throw that out there. Right. That's, but he did kill two people. That's what popped in my head. Yeah. Was I was like, Erlacher doesn't have a criminal record. <laughs> if we're going death cage match, a la MTV death match, yeah. probably Ray Lewis. Because he's, he's, he's a killer. That's what I'm saying. If we're going MMA, Erlacher. Okay. All right. That's, that's solved it. Okay. All right. 
All right, and then uh, he said also Harry Potter versus Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah, it's Vader. Yeah. All he has to do is choke him. Choke him. Yeah. <laughs> he can't get the words out. Harry Potter has to say words yeah. and wave his little wand. Wave his little wand. <laughs> Vader's got a lightsaber. Yeah, no question. He's, Vader is not Superman where he's weak to magic or yeah. something like that. So yeah. Vader would win. Would Harry Potter kick Superman's ass? I don't know. Maybe. He is weak to magic. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> How about that, Mike? Fire that round off. How about that? He might. Get back know. at me. He is weak to magic. Word. That's Here. why Thor could kick his ass. No. Fuck you. Yes, he could. No, he could. Yes, he could. No, he could. Yes, he could. No. I just told you he did. No. He yes. Didn't. Shut up. Whatever. Can we no. no. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't even buy that much Marvel stuff. Don't give me this Marvel shit. I know. DC's getting my money. Yes, they are. Rightful, rightfully so. Bitches. Speaking of Vader, though, yeah. uh, my my buddies in college and I always thought this was kind of funny situation. In Empire Strikes Back, where... Don't laugh at Vader. No, no, no. Not yeah. laughing at Vader. Right. In fact, if anything, this puts Vader in a better light. Good. Like, you know when Vader walks into the Hawk base and he's, he walks just in time to see the Millennium Falcon Flat take off? Yeah. We were like, but doesn't he have the Force? Couldn't he just go, wait, 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 come, come back, come back, come back. Okay, land, land. Okay, now everyone comes out. Okay, everyone comes out. Okay, dead, 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 dead. <laughs> but if you did then that... Then you have no movie. Not only that, but if you did that, he would be in a weak state because he used the Force to pull it back like Yoda was when he lifted the X-Wing out of the out of the, the pits there. Yeah, the yeah but Yoda, Yoda's 900 years old. Yoda's a weak character to begin with. No, he's not. Oh, fuck you. If you want to say the movie was over at a certain point... Once the droids were in that garbage pod and they jettisoned out, there's no life forms. Well, shoot it! Right, <laughs> movie over, right there. Sure. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, we were just laughing at that. It's like yeah. it's one of those many things in Star Wars where like you change one little thing, yeah, changes everything. You shoot that escape pod. Fuck you on Yoda, by it's the way. Movies. What? Your Yoda comment. Whatever. All right. So then we also had JT fan gave us some questions. Okay. Uh, that we can respond to. He says, we all have our favorite TV, movie, toy, novel properties. <coughs> Which one would you like to see as a comic that's not been published now? So, you want to do each yeah. category? Well, I actually wrote down Spartacus. That okay. was on Stars, the, the TV show. Sure. They put that in a comic book. Okay. That's the one with Lucy Lawless. Okay. Nice. It's <laughs> a lot of sex and nudity in that. Um, and that's how I need that comic. TV show, I would like, I would like Lost. No. No, I would because no, that wouldn't work. You might, because you can drag it out longer. You can maybe give some explanations that people thought they didn't get from the show. Would you see Frasier as a comic book? Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs, quite stylish. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building. No. <laughs> no. No. All right, cool. How about Knight Rider? Yeah. Knight Rider would be that'd cool. Be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd read it. I might pick it up, check it out. Just because it's Knight Rider. If it was a guy in a car, like the new version of Knight Rider yeah. that came out, that was pretty weak. Yeah, that's up. The only thing uh-huh. cool about it was David Hasselhoff was his dad. Well, and Val Kilmer did the voice of Kit. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So. Um, I got a Val Kilmer tie-in, remind me. Well, okay. Back what about movie-wise? 
Like, is there any movies that you think would be cool as a comic book that haven't been done yet? Most of the ones that would be cool have been done. Been done, yeah. Twilight? No. One, well, one that I... One movie I saw recently, the movie yeah. was just okay, but I think would make an awesome comic. Maybe it was a comic, I don't know. was Priest. That was, like, where it's a futuristic world where vampires... <laughs> I was just going to say, what do you think about, uh, like, a Halloween comic book based on the movie, like, Mike Myers or Freddy or something like that? I don't know if it has a sustainable You don't really read a lot of horror comic books, to be honest with you. No, I do. Do you really? Sure. I love horror comic books. Really? Yeah, if I I find good ones. I mean, they're usually not very good. That's the problem. Like I I group comic books into this category. There's there's Marvel. mm -hmm. There's DC. mm -hmm. There's property books, which we read with the Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers. There's horror. Right. And then there's independent. That that's everything else. <laughs> well, there's sci-fi's. No, no, no. That's that's everything else. Indie. Horror are independent books. No, that's how I classify them. Follow <laughs> with me here. Try to keep up. You've got some weird classifications. Right. Okay. Try to keep up. We're established. <laughs> well, I'm not established debating that, that what you're saying makes I'm no not, sense I'm whatsoever. Not, no, okay. I'm okay. not debating that. Okay. This, this is not the norm. Okay. <laughs> this is me. Okay. <laughs> Marvel. Yeah. DC. Yeah. Property books. Yeah. Horror comics, which yeah. could be Dracula, Frankenstein, Lady Death, you know, okay. Wolfman, whatever. Lady and Death then Indy. horror book. <laughs> I'm classifying it as horror. <laughs> Lady Death is not horror. It's fantasy. I'm classifying it as horror. No, it's not. Don't tell me it's how to not. do it in my mind. <laughs> this is me. It's not, though. It is. No, it's not. You what couldn't was, be more wrong if you tried. What was scary about that? I'll give you almost that your Grim Fairy Tales, Myths and Legends, more horror than than Lady, uh, <sighs> Lady Death is. I wouldn't classify that as horror. It had a werewolf in it. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm really confused on what you classify as horror. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. It only works for me. But Lady, That's De- my Lady Death is a fantasy book. That's my box. That's like Dungeons & Dragons fantasy. That would fall into indie. Right. That's Lady Death. Shoot me a comic title and I'll tell you where it falls. <laughs> I'm gonna just, how about if I just shoot you? <laughs> <laughs> not a good comic. Just shoot me. David Spade, not a good comic. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Might be funny. I don't know. I like the show. The show was funny. Just shoot me. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah. You don't watch anything. I don't watch a lot of TV. No. Um, so, anyway. Back to the question. Back to the question. Uh, Who are we? Any, but is there any movies? Uh, I, I can't really think of a whole lot that haven't been done already. Nah. Uh, how about toys? What about Indiana Jones? I mean, there were, there were comic books about him, but... Oh, yeah, there was a lot. Why didn't they ever... They've no done, sales? They've done one recently. Like, in the last few years. Mm-hmm. They did a miniseries. The back the back to the Future out. comic would work. Is it too far gone? Too that far gone a, about that? I don't know. That might be a good one. I think you'd have to get... Uh, you couldn't really leave the McFlies, though. I was going to say, you might need to get away from the McFlies, but you really can't, so... Somebody... Doc, they did a cartoon. Doc is... Yeah, I remember that. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Doc Brown dies and someone goes through his things and they find a DeLorean. Yeah. They stumble upon it and they kick it somewhere. And yeah. I think it's like it Bill and Ted's I think it's not going to work without Marty. <coughs> Marty and Doc. I think you need yeah. Marty and Doc. <sighs> Toy-wise, most toys are based on <laughs> cartoons and some of the cartoons have comics, so... Yeah, there's even a Ben 10 comic. Yeah. Which is cool. So I can't think of a toy. Uh... Needs a comic. I don't think Power Rangers ever had comics. Oh, I'm sure they did. I don't know. I'm I'm sure they did. Probably. I'll look it up sometime. Right. But I'm, I'm sure they did. Um, um, what I'm thinking? What about a, a? Here's one. I'm sure you don't have any thought on. <laughs> How about a novel? Any novel properties that 
that you are think, those those books without pictures? Yes, those are the books without pictures. Yeah, I'm good. I know I know one that I think would make a pretty good comic is the Dan Brown books with um, it's like um, angels and demons and oh yeah 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 um, yeah. I saw the movie. The, what's the hell's the famous one? The big famous one. Tom Hanks was in it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the big famous one? The Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. <laughs> what's the no. name of the movie? There's Angels and Demons, and then there was another one. And I Everybody's screaming it right and now. I know, I know, and I can't <laughs> think of the fucking name of it right now. Yeah. Um, I gotta look it up. This is gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> wasn't, and, wasn't it something else? Not Angels and Demons. It wasn't Angels wasn't and Demons. It. it was something else. Yeah, wasn't it... Tom Hanks movie, Dan Brown. <laughs> There's the Lost Symbol, which is the same character, but that's no, not no, it. No, 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 Do you know it and you're just not telling me? Type in Dan Brown and <laughs> Tom Hanks. Da Vinci Code. Ah, there you go. You're a dick. <laughs> For the that's life of me, I couldn't think of it. <laughs> He's a turtle. Um Yeah, Da Vinci Code. Like, I think the Da Vinci Code would make a good comic book. Because it's it's kind of like Indiana Jones ish in a way, sort of ish. Yeah, but you can make the character more action. They didn't do that with Tom Hanks because he's old. Well, not only that. Well, yeah, wow. <laughs> well, no. In the in the book, he's a lot more athletic. The I character. mean, not even that. It's just well, you got a novel that could take place in like a seven hour movie. You got to scroll this down to two. Right, I get so, that. Yeah. But I'm saying in the comic, you can really sure, play that out. But I'm saying also, it's not as much. There wasn't as much action in the movie <laughs> as there could have been for the book because. What if you had a miniseries based on the Titanic? No. It's a five parter. <laughs> no. I kind of know how it ends. <laughs> um, but no, I think the Da Vinci Code might be a good one. Yeah, that could be okay. Um, they've done like the Dark Tower. They've been doing that. <laughs> I'm trying to think, it maybe Stephen King's it. There, wasn't there some Stephen King comics? There were Stephen King comics in yeah. the sense of The Dark Tower. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay, go ahead. So, <laughs> But I'm thinking, like, it's a pretty good... And that's a horror, and that would be a yes. horror book that I would pick up. Horror. Right, yes. that's what I said. A horror book. Horror. That's what I said. Horror. Horror. Right. Right. Horror. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. All right. So, those are the ones I would think of. Good question. So, um, he said, what's the worst comic book movie you've ever seen? Oh, uh... Catwoman, Holly Berry. That one's pretty bad. That's the worst one. Uh, I'd, I'd go with the uh, Captain America one where, where the Red Skull... No, is. I like that one. No. Where he's Italian? Ooh, no. <laughs> That's not the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, there's there was one like in the 70s or something like that. Oh, where, no, I've never even seen that. Where like the Red Skull's an Italian. And, and Yeah, it's horrible. Wow. It's absolutely horrible. What about recent memory? <laughs> recent memory? Catwoman's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I might go with that one. That okay. one was pretty... That, that was, was horrible. That was bad. Uh, I'd also go maybe Batman Forever. <laughs> the, Joel, think, the Joel Schumacher Batman, <laughs> those are pretty bad. I, I think both of those were included in a prize package we once had. Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. I could watch those again before I'd watch Holly Berry. Uh, I could at least watch Holly Berry for her hotness. And Shark, yes. <laughs> She's topless. No, but I mean in Catwoman. Oh, no, no, I'm not watching it ever again. I don't ever want to watch the Batman movies ever again. You know what was a bad movie that... I, I recently Netflix Swamp Thing. 1981. Yeah. That movie was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like... But it's still better than Cat Bear, the Catwoman. T- the TV series was pretty good. They did a TV series. No, that, was, that was pretty good. All right. 
Moving on. All right. Uh, he said, what's the most memorable thing that ever happened to you at a convention? Well, why don't you take that? Because you haven't really been to that many conventions. Oh, fuck you. We haven't. Um... I mean, the only thing I can really think of that was re- really big... Well, a couple of things, I guess. One was meeting uh, Walter and Louis Simonson. That was pretty big. Was it? Uh, for me, it was. Really? Was it? It should have been for you. No, it wasn't. Go. Guy that wrote and drew the most legendary Thor comics ever. He's just a man. So? I don't get that starstruck. Still should have been awesome for it, you. It was cool. Really? You don't get that starstruck? What? If you met Larry Hamlet, you'd, <laughs> you'd probably piss your pants right there. <laughs> it's um, different. It's Larry. And then uh, getting the story from Tim Truman about the uh, Tuscan Raiders—that oh, was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Cool thing. I liked the the other thing I liked was the quick draw panel that we saw at Super Show. Mm. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Cool. I mean, nothing. There hadn't been anything like big, wow, amazing type things at a convention for me. But those are some of the things I liked. Okay. So, what about you? Well, uh, I wrote down Super Show last year, meeting our fans like Rock and Chris Campbell and sure. JP of South Carolina. Uh, introducing ourselves to you know the ETM noise guy, DC yeah. noise guys, uh, for the first time. That was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, karaoke, me and you, Third and Spruce. That sure. was good. That was fun. Uh, and and the speech that you made at the end of Super Show. Yeah, that was at pretty CGS, memorable. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty memorable. Yeah, I remember it. So that was good. It was recorded, which it's, was cool. It's posterity. It's right. saved. You get to hear me on uh, the CGS wrap up of, of their. You didn't mention the show, but that's okay. Yeah, I did on that yeah. one. I did. Oh, okay. I used to mention it on the one where I called in about uh, Flashpoint 5 oh, and Flashpoint, Justice yeah. League and stuff. So. Hey, guys. It's Brian. Love so he also asked, uh, th- he goes, this comes out of the, the Atkins Joe number 6 incentive cover that's an homage to Crisis on Infinite Earths, as well as Joe, Cobra, Snake Eyes, Days of Future Past covers that came out this month. What other covers would you like to see IDW pay tribute to for Joe or Transformers or other favorite books you have? Okay. For Transformers, give me classic action comics number one where Superman's lifting a truck. Oh, that would be cool. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, to see a Transformer cool. lift a truck, or yeah. even uh, you know maybe Spike lifting a Transformer. Yeah, and like Prime's like laughing. <laughs> or maybe taking like uh, maybe taking like Starscream's lifting Bumblebee because <laughs> it's almost that type of. Yeah, wasn't it a, almost like a beetle or something like that that. Superman was smashing. Well, it wasn't a well, Beetle. Well, it wasn't a Beetle. It was an older 30s car right. or something like that. It had a nice round yeah. off end. I yeah. Talking about. So it would be something like that. Uh, G.I. Joe, the number 21 with Snake Eyes, a silent issue. is always a nice cover. People have done sure. that out, out the ass. What I was thinking about was G.I. Joe number 23. It's got Roadblock, the Hooded Cobra Commander, and Clutch. And okay. he's actually being captured for the first time. We see him in chains. Okay. And he's captured, and you got two Joes on either side of him, and he's captured in the middle. Mm-hmm. Even though he's wearing a hood, you can tell he's scowling underneath. He's all pissed off. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So you'd want that one just redone, or... Yeah, you could redo it, or you could do it with new Joes updated. Okay. Or you could even do it backwards, where Duke's in the middle captured by two Cobra guys. Okay. So you could, you know, flip it around. Mm-hmm. Flip the script. Uh, Batman, uh, number 675, uh, the Grant Morrison run, mm-hmm. where he's like the Dark Knight, and he's in the rain. It's mm-hmm. got like a bluish background. All you see is big Batman in the rain. I, I block out Grant Morrison. I'm sorry, books, I, so. I know, I should have brought in a photo. You can Google images it if you want to see sure. it, but it's pretty cool looking. Um, those would be pretty cool. I mean, you can even put like a like a Ninja Turtle like that in the rain or something yeah. like that, or you could put um, yeah, a Joe character or even a, a. Or what about like Detective Comics number twenty seven first appearance of Batman have like the Joes swinging like you saw Batman and Robin swinging. Um, that could be cool. Or, or Batman swinging with the bad guy <laughs> in his arm, I should say. Uh, and then you've got uh, kind that of, might work for a real American hero. Yeah, kind of right. 
Yeah, so I'm thinking. Kooky. Yeah. Or what about uh, the Spider-Man No More cover? Yeah, I thought about that one, yeah. Something like that where maybe... Snake Eyes throws the mask down. Yeah. Snake, nice. Snake Eyes No More. Yeah. Do uh, it. <laughs> do it, Robert. Do it. So, yeah. So something like that. Or I was even thinking like Optimus Prime standing there looking back over his shoulder and you see Spike walk, like walking away as if there's a separation between the Autobots and the humans. Nice. So, yeah. Just some food for thought. But, yeah, it's uh, good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. It's it's fun thing to learn about. Uh, one thing we talked about maybe doing is picking like five classic covers and then each of us picking what characters we'd want to replace those characters. So it might be something we do in the future. Yeah. And um, speaking of, do we talk about, I'm bringing up now since we're talking about covers, Robert did the cover for G.I. Joe, what, six, right? Six, yeah. Which he did the Crisis cover. Right. Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven. So you've got Duke holding Scarlet looking like she just passed away. Yep. Some Joes hanging around. Bunch of Joes on like, uh, basically it looks like a tiered, pit yeah. and they're tiered up from there. Yeah. Um, and you've got a Tomahawk helicopter. You've got a bunch of, yeah, you got a bunch of Joes that some of them are dead. But it's nice looking. It's a very cool cover. Um, I was hoping that that was actually going to be some hint as to what happened in the issue. Like, I don't want to see Scarlet die, but I wanted no, to no. see something where it was like, Somebody is she dead? Injured. Did she get shot? Is like she injured? Yeah. They think she's dead. You she's know. in a coma. Right. Because she got hit with a snake in the heart by Serpentor. Yeah. <laughs> she's just a, she's, well, gonna, she's, she's going to pull through. She's going to make it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but so, what I want to do, because I went and bought you, we found that. And, and here's the thing, too. Uh, we found that, so we don't have to, you know, yeah. pay the evil eBay people. So we, we found that, and you, you picked up one for me and one for you. And I want to get that and maybe frame it next to the Superman cover. Okay. And have, like, you know... The Crisis cover? Yeah, before, after, or whatever. That's cool. That was the one thing uh, Robert posted on his blog, which is Mm -hmm. an awesome place to check out every day. But he posted on his blog, like, a website that someone had put up all these homages to Crisis on Infinite Earth number 7. Problem is, and this is what I posted... (laughs) Here we go. Some of those covers are from days earlier than Crisis on Infinite Earths number 7. you got a nerd rant going on here. So... Here we go. They could not have possibly been homages. When it came out prior to. Right. Exactly. So, maybe Crisis on Infinite Earths number 7 was an homage to some of those covers. Yeah, so get your facts straight there, uh... Whoever internet. it is that did internet. it. <laughs> it wasn't Robert. He just posted the link. So. Get your facts straight, Internet. So That's all we're saying. All right. So that's all we had when it came to uh, listener feedback. Uh, we got to get into some issues. Yeah. So let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> we can wrap it up. <laughs> we'll, we'll skip these. We'll get them next time. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So let's get into uh, From Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Tatooine. All right, we have 15 issues to cover. Holy hell. So, how many buys, borrows, and snarfs did you have? Uh, one snarf, six borrow, eight buy. I have uh, ten buys, four borrows, and one snarf. Thanks. So, we're equal on how many snarfs, but I don't think we equal on which one is a snarf. Probably. So, all right, so uh, first one, top of the pile, just because it's the smallest one. Uh, Star Wars Adventures. Uh, this is Chewbacca and the Slavers of the Shadowlands. And uh, this is written by Chris Seracy and art by Jennifer L. Mayer. What did you give this one? Well, let's go into it. Okay. It's, it's, it's digest size. Yes. And what's the price on it again? And it's seven ninety nine. Snarf. <laughs> but did you like it? It was it was it was okay, I guess, story. It, nothing really 
significant happened. I mean, if you don't ever read it, you're not going to be, oh my god, I never read that. <laughs> I'd, I'd the get, art's not the greatest. Oh, I like the art. It's not the greatest. I like it. It's it's cartoony. It's it's painted almost style. I like the art. I, I'm actually a fan of the it's, art. So. It's better than the previous ones we Yeah, I, did. I like it. I gave this a borrow. Uh, basically what happens, just to give you guys a gist, it's basically Chewbacca is looking back as to when he was a kid, and he was being a little bit of a stubborn ass, basically. Yeah. And he decides he's going to venture out to where they aren't supposed to venture out, and these kids follow him. These other Wookiees follow him. Little, mm-hmm. little Wookiees. And yes, and they come across the slavers that are there to actually capture the Wookiees that are there and make them slaves. Uh, Chewbacca, because he's again being rash and impulsive, he actually accidentally causes the death of one of the little Wookiees. In the end, they end up saving the day and stopping all the bounty hunters and, and everything like that. Reflecting back on life. Yeah, and he learns. Learned. He obviously learned a lesson from it. I gave this a borrow because this is a book I would give a kid to read. Like if you I could, yeah. if I was if I had like a eight year old or something like that, I, I'd be I like, know something about death. I would be like, yeah, I'd be like, you know what, I think maybe you, a ten year old. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what, I think you can get something out of this. Maybe a ten year old. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a, a little kid would read this and love it because it's got the Wookies. You know, they're kind of cuddly looking in here. You got some action going yeah, there's on. A couple of monsters and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, maybe a ten year old. Yeah. So that's why I gave it a borrow because I think. If I had a kid, I would. This is the type of book I would give to him. But if you're 36, you could pass on it, and you're not going to miss any Star Wars. <laughs> no, you're not. You're, you're not. But uh, but like I said, also in this, this probably killed you. But uh, Chewbacca talks in this. Mm-hmm. But that's because you're dealing with a story about Chewbacca. Yeah. And so you, you're just. It's one of those things I think you're just under, getting to understand what, the Wookiee. What language. I would have been a little bit better is if it, instead of the the bubbles, that it had like thoughts, like it more squared it off and like. Well, if you notice, at certain points when the other characters show up, the bounty hunters, they don't understand what the Wookiees are saying. Right, but it's still the same kind of word balloons. But you can tell because of the dialogue that they're but not But if they, did, they had different word balloons, yeah, it would have been a little bit better. Okay. You still want to give them this a borrow, even. No. But <laughs> Alright, so that one there. Alright, next one we have is Star Wars The Old Republic number three. I gave that a borrow. I actually gave this one a buy. Okay. This is a lot better than the ones previous to it. Have yeah, been. it's it's good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It's good. It's definitely worth you know picking up and uh, reading. It was written by Alexander Freed, and <clears throat> pencils were by David da- uh, Daza or Daza. The art was really good. Yes. Uh, very good. We have uh, Theron. He is basically going on a mission with uh, uh, Jedi Master uh, Zoe. They're checking out the this these plants in the Vesla system, and they camp out. They get attacked by some beasts, and they take them down. But they find out that basically the Empire has, or the villains here, have uh, a gravity weapon that can tear apart planets. Planets, yeah. Uh, so when they go back to report this, they actually get pulled into a tractor beam, and they get captured. Right. So that's the end, what basically happens in this issue. Like I said, the art was good. I liked the action in it. I like the intrigue of you know what the hell are they going to do now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking to see what's going to be next. And we and got I think the next issue will probably be a little bit stronger than this one. Yeah, and we got uh, a little bit of a flashback to Theron's training mm-hmm. with Master Zo. So I kind of like getting the history finally on these characters, which we haven't been getting. So that's why I gave it a buy. Okay, uh, Knight Errant Deluge uh, uh, number one. I, I gave it a borrow. I gave it a borrow also. 
I re- well, first off, it's written by John Jackson Miller, mm-hmm. and art is by Ivan Rodriguez. Names we know. Yeah, uh, John Jackson Miller, not as strong of a showing as he normally is. The art's okay. It's okay. It's not my favorite. No, it's okay. But, but it's, it, okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's tolerable. Doesn't um, take me out of the story. It's basically, okay. uh, we got Kara Holt. She goes to the planet uh, Aquila- uh, Aquilaris. Uh, Aquilaris. Aquilaris. Yeah, and she's going to save some slaves. She r- finds out that there's a thing called the Flood, which is a drug of sorts mm-hmm. that kind of takes the will out of the people, and all they do is they work to get their next dosage, fix, basically, yeah. their next fix. Yeah. She get All of a sudden, she get, they get attacked while they're still there, and... This was the part that made it kind of a borrow for me. Is the, we the, toward the end? Toward the end where yeah. we have the uh, devil uh, squad came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, squadron. It's kind of like the new rogue squadron or whatever. So they came in and there's the pilot there that's leading it, which is uh, Captain Jen Devad, which is a woman and very cool looking uh, chick. I like her costume and her outfit and everything else. Um, yeah, nice ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also have a hut. <laughs> we have a Zoda the Hut, who is kind of, I think he's the guy that's behind yeah. the drugs. And he's trying to get the Sith to come in with him, but they're kind of like, hey, stay out of our territory. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, they're going to soon regret that decision. So that's like that's what I got. He's like the pusher. Yeah. And even like the, the bad guys are like, yeah, we don't do drugs. Either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the bad guys are like, yeah, we can't get into the drug stuff. It's like mafia. We'll, we'll do everything, but yeah. Yeah. Drugs, I don't know. Right. Um, so it was okay. The The cover is like an homage to the old uh, World War II style covers where the the planes are flying overhead and, and the soldier soldier soldiers lead yeah. the charge. Yeah. So it was a cool cover. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay. But, but uh, didn't, it's a borrow. Didn't really kind of a know. setup issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we had uh, Star Wars Invasion Revelations number two. Uh, I gave that a buy. I gave that a buy. Also, um, it I was, really like that one. It was a borderline borrow buy, but it ended up being a pretty solid buy because of some of the stuff that yeah. happened. You know what pushed it over the top? What's that? Pulling off the heads of some stormtroopers. Yeah, that helped. Um, that so was we have, great. We have uh, written by Tom Taylor, who's mm-hmm. no stranger to Star Wars, and art by Colin Wilson. Kind of messy art, but it, it it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just, it's kind of that sketchy style art. Um, but we have Finn Galfredian is captured. Uh, we have uh, Kay and the mother are heading to a planet where all, the, all their people from Artorias mm-hmm. were taken to and we see the empires there and that's kind of a cool shot with all the, that, the walkers the walkers and everything AT-AT else AT walkers yeah ATST walkers right and they were told like you they were told not to land but they landed anyway yeah, anyway yeah and then they find out that um they're being told that they have to leave they can't take any of the refugees with them basically because they find out they're being used as slaves right we have a whole thing going on with the yuzan vong where they're kind of working with the people on that planet. Mm-hmm. Finn escapes with the help of the uh, the Jedi that's a little crazy. I'm kind of forgetting his name right now. but um, oh, the old man? The old man, yeah. yeah. And then basically what ends up happening is Finn and uh, Kay's mom, and again, I'm forgetting her name, but she wants an audience with the Imperial generals that are there on that planet. She wants to discuss about getting her people back, and they're like, no. No, yeah. Um, but she she's insists on meeting with them, so she meets with them, and she reveals she's one of those Yuzan Vong... Yeah, her that, herself, yeah. ...that can hide themselves as a person. She takes out all of the soldiers, 
Kay goes running in because she hears shots being fired, mm-hmm. but she gets shot by one of the stormtroopers. Right before she does that, though, the one stormtrooper, she grabs him by the arm and rips his arm rips off. Rips his arm off, yeah. And, uh, Instant she, buy. Yes. <laughs> she gets shot, but yeah. she comes back because she's part Yuzan Bong. Part Bong, yeah. And she rips the stormtrooper's head off, which is just awesome. Yeah. And then she walks in on her mom, who has that admiral... Yeah. Speared through his chest. Through his chest. With his so, head, yeah. I, I, if you're going to read one Star Wars book, I, I would get Invasion. Yeah, right. Eh, I'll disagree a little bit, but um, yeah, Invasion's good for someone that maybe isn't as familiar. That's what I'm saying. If, you, if you're familiar with Star Wars as your only the yeah. movies, the problem I would say I would with it, Invasion. The problem I would say with it is you um, you probably have to go back to the first <clears> Invasion <throat> miniseries. Right. To really understand who these characters well, are. Because the char- like, this is the third miniseries. Yeah, to get who characters. they are. Yeah. But I would read Invasion. Yeah. These, this is the third miniseries with these characters. Which makes me feel like they should have just done a series. Yeah. Maybe they'll maybe, put it all together in one big trade. Maybe miniseries sell better. I don't know. Maybe, but yeah. Alright, then we got... Uh, Aren't those got like maxi-series? Or is it that the longer ones? Uh, maxi-series are longer... longer or Maxi-series are like mini-series, but they're like 12 issues 12, or something okay. like that. Um, they're longer series, but they have a finite ending. Where a series is just, they don't really know when it's going to end. end. Yeah. Right. I got you. All right. Inside lingo we learn here. That's right. At Star Joe's. So we got Cobra number four. Yeah. Which um, was uh, written by Mike Costa, and artist was Antonio Fuso and Chi. Chi. So. I gave that one a buy. I uh, gave this a buy also. This was a, a pretty solid buy. Uh, I'm really loving the Cobra books. We get Major Blood, who, again, just like the Baroness before, was saying, I don't think I'll ever be the commander. Right. Which I think is a kind of a cool little Twist, ongoing yeah. thing that they have going on. And I, I like it that they go back and they show his family, family. Thing, which they did in Hearts and Minds. Right. So showing that that was in yeah. continuity. Yeah. That he has a family, but he also does these bad, And you'll get things. that a lot with the Joe books. You'll read one and it'll tie back into something that you've already read previously. Yep. And I really like that. We have uh, Blacklight, who's trying to still get home, basically, yeah. and he takes over a guy's private plane. Uh, then we also have Major Blood showing up in, I think it's a South American country or something oh, like that. Oh, with his goon, his big with guy. With his goon. Yeah. yeah, his goon is the head man, and he basically chops people's heads off. Uh, now, there was a figure, the head man, which was a drug dealer. Oh, was there? It was like a white guy in a suit. Okay. Well, this this guy seems to be a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> He's, or just uh, a muscle enforcer. Yeah. yeah, basically he runs the operation for Major Blood. So he doesn't uh, get his hands, hands dirty. dirty. Yeah, but yeah. he likes to do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we see that Steeler confronts uh, Breaker. And yeah. he, basi- he basically, you know, Breaker says, I didn't realize that this what was, I was doing. what I was doing yeah. and stuff like that. And Steeler says, I know, yeah. and then shoots him. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty pimp. Yeah, and uh, so Steeler, we find out, is actually the the uh, mole inside G.I. Joe. Yeah, but he set Breaker up and looked like he killed himself. Right, so this way Breaker yeah. looked like he was the mole. Yeah, so, so it's a good cover. And his code name for Cobra is Blackout. Blackout. So we have Blacklight and Blackout, which totally confused the hell out of me for a while. Black Lightning. <laughs> Black Vulcan. I like Black Lightning. Black, Black Tornado. Vulcan. Yep. Uh, we have Black Tornado. <laughs> Black Eldorado. There's all kinds. <laughs> uh... Cobra number five. Uh, also a buy. Also a buy for me as well. This one focused on Chameleon. 
Uh, yeah. And this so time... It's good to bring her back. Yeah. Which was nice. The thing I liked with this is, uh, this time we, we get her saying, I'll never be a G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Just like we had, I'll never be a Cobra Commander. I'll com- never be a Cobra Commander, yeah, right. Because they've got her in surveillance. they yeah. got her constantly watched. So the thing I love with this is they bring her in... <clears throat> they to, don't trust her. They don't trust her. They bring her in with uh, General Hawk. She can't wear anything but a bathrobe. Yeah. And then she goes into the room and it's just a monitor there. And she goes, so let me get this straight. I wasn't allowed to wear anything... So, in case I kill a monitor. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, that's right. Like, just very yeah. not no nonsense. We, we can't take chances. Yeah, so he's going to actually trust her to look into who is the mole. Because he doesn't believe that Breaker was the actual mole. Right. So, basically, I, I like the fact that we have Steeler, who they trust. Mm-hmm. And he's the mole. And then we have this character, Chameleon, who they don't trust. And she's really the one they should be trusting. Right. So it's, it's kind of so a cool, you got that conflict of cool dichotomy right going yeah. on. Uh, we have Blackout, uh, or Black Light, sorry, not Blackout, Black Light jumping out of the plane, finding his bag, getting a lift to wherever the hell he needed to go. Then we have Steeler getting interviewed by Chameleon, mm-hmm. and she kind of feels a little, a little debriefing iffy. Yeah. about what the situation had happened. Yeah. Because he was in the room when he supposedly killed himself. And she has kind of a weird feeling about him. Yeah. Uh, but Steeler thinks that he got off just fine, which causes Major Blood to tell him, well, then I need you to get me information. Yeah, because that's who he's reporting to. Right, exactly. And he goes, well, I need you to get me this information, otherwise, you know... You're no good to me. You're no good to me. We have uh, Tomax gives Major Blood his, his jet... So they're kind of working a little bit together, but Major Blood can't stand Tomax. No. Uh, and then Steeler, just when he is told he needs to get some more information, he gets called into a briefing room or told to go to a briefing room where he finds out that G.I. Joe is about to go mobile yeah. with their bases, which is what we've been seeing in the other issues. Right. And so it's basically the information he's been looking for. And if you notice back the G.I. Joe toy, there was that mobile command center. Yes. So. Yeah. Nice little homage to yep. that. So that was cool. That was a cool issue. Yeah. Costa's doing well on that. And we have uh, Snake Eyes, number four. Bye. Yep, definite bye. Uh, we have Slice and Dice. They're fighting Snake Eyes. And Snake Eyes takes out one of them. I can't remember which one it is. If it's Slice or Dice. I think it was Dice. I think Dice bought it and Slice yeah, slices. had his arm taken off. Yeah, so Slice is still around. Iceberg taking care of Alpine. And they're kind of sliding down the slopes uh, while Alpine's shooting out trouble bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's on his back, a la Yoda, a la yeah, Luke. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Alpine's riding Iceberg's back, and they're just shooting down a bunch of them. Big battle with with Snake Eyes, but uh, Helix comes in to, she thinks, save the day, but really she finds out that Snake Eyes is just fine. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he took out everybody. It kind of ends with that. We kind of get uh, Scarlet and Snake Eyes text each other back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the only times you'll ever see Snake Eyes kind of talk. Maybe. 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 <laughs> uh, but we see Slice all of a sudden is traveling through the tombs and he finds this old sword yeah. from Genghis, Genghis Khan. Khan. Yeah. So evidently Slice is about to become a badass. Yeah, I guess. So, so it was cool. Loved the art, obviously. What you got there? Um, oh, it's the same one. Oh, okay. Then we have uh, G.I. Joe number five. And what'd you give this one? A buy. I gave this a buy also. I love the artwork on this one. The art I thought was awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, this was by Chuck Dixon, which is the writer, and the artist was Javier Salteris and Ron Adrian. We have Zartan meets with the Baroness. 
they're going to kind of work together. Baroness wonders why Zartan even wants to work with her. He and says, did you notice the Baroness? It looks like she had her hair all chopped off. Yeah. But I think she has to just pulled back. I was like, if they cut her hair, <laughs> I'm so fucking out of this book. Yeah. So basically, Zartan provides the Baroness with some information about a hidden Joe base. Which is exactly where Flint and his now, team is about to go to. I know you said you love the art, but did the faces look kind of wonky to you? Only on a couple panels. All Overall, right. I thought they were pretty good. Basically, the Flint and his team go into the, the base, and uh, Beachhead's there, and there's a bunch of them there. Uh, Roadblock and all that. Uh, they're going to get data that was left there, so they could get their... Correction. Um... What's that? On the slice and dice. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if we had it right or wrong. Uh, dice is the one who lives. Okay. Slice is the slice one who dies. Slice is the one who dies. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Moving on. I'm sure we would had someone correct Somebody us. Somebody would have so. corrected us, yeah. Right. So I did it for you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. One of the few times you're right. Look at that. <laughs> Counter goes and look, it's, one. And look, it's because cause you actually did some research. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> It won't happen again. Um, so the Joes walk into the base, and they basically walk into a trap where they all get yeah, fired upon. And, and the Baroness is looking so smoking hot in the black yep. leather. Now, here's one problem when it comes to the Baroness's costume. I did notice this. The Baroness on a couple panels has the Cobra symbol on her chest, and then a couple other panels later on does not have the Cobra symbol on her chest. What <laughs> panel are you looking at? So like if you look at uh, this page here where she's with all the troops, and she's got yep, it right yep, there yep. on her chest. She's got it there. Uh-huh. But then if you go later on where they take her out, uh, if you go near the back, right here where she's laying knocked out, she doesn't have it on her chest anymore, and she doesn't have it on the next page either. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah. Did Robert? No. No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Keith did not point this one out to me. No, no. <laughs> um, but I like an unconscious baroness. Sure, not... sure. So, basically what happens is the Joes are, are being attacked, and they basically, for once, really none of them die. Uh, other than I think yeah, there was they, one. Yeah, they went to go to a, a, a hidden base and yeah, there was the Zartan one. provided information that Cobra would be there to set up a trap. Yeah, there was the one the one uh, Joe that did get killed. There was some Joes killed in this yeah. one, but they were like no names. No names. Yeah. yeah, they had names for and, that brief um, moment. Sneak peek is the one name wounded. we do know, and he's wounded. Yeah, he's wounded. Uh, Roadblock. I loved him picking up the the nuke. The yeah. short range nuke weapon and yeah. just firing it. Light me up. <laughs> that's a nice one yeah. page there. And that's the, how they take out the the enemies. There was something else also on this. One. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but uh, Beachhead in some of the panels he has his mask on, and some panels he don't. Yeah, I did. I did see that. Um, there was also a line in here. I think this is the issue where someone says something right. like, "Yeah." There was a line in here where uh, someone says, I thought knowing was half the battle. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that was Tripwire. Yeah. So that was that was very nice little uh, comment made there. So Baroness gets captured, uh, and they fa- they don't even know who she is. Look at the, like the, like the, it says poker face. That's his face. It looks like a mask. That's yeah, not bad. I mean... <sighs> he just looks older there to me. Yeah, like you said, in some places the art looks pretty good. Like this, this looks like an awesome flint right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So, in some places it looks. It's just, good. Some it's not. It cons- it's, it's just not, not consistent. consistent. It's not. But overall, I like it. I, yeah. yeah, even this back page here. Yeah, but like this, this first page here where is that crate? Yes, that's what I was yeah. about to get to. Thanks for spoiling it. Sorry. Um, but like this first page with the Baroness and and Zartan, I, like, I like that. It's nice, but I wish 
Number one, she's got red hot pants and a, <laughs> a black leather jacket with leggings. They should go in like she's, stirrup pants. She's in Paris, <clears throat> but they go in like stirrup pants, dude. So? You with, don't like, want her in the mud. stirrups. She looks like uh, Sylvester Stallone's girlfriend. You don't want her in stirrups. What was her name? I don't know who her Demi Moore. Bridget. <laughs> no, Bridget Bardot or Bridget. I don't know. I don't keep track of you read people or something. No, dude. In the eighties, Stallone had the the, the Inquirer. Dude, <laughs> she was in those movies. Oh, those movies. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. So, so anyway, Bridget Nielsen. Okay. She was on the. I didn't even know. Stol- I didn't know Stallone was with her. Oh wow! I give. I could give two craps about these people's personal lives. Right, I watched their movies. Rocky's wife. Do you know her? Yeah. Adrian. Yeah, oh, you knew that one. Yeah, huh? but Adrian. the real life guy. You did, okay. don't care. Yeah. I don't care about the real life people. All right. I care about the characters they play. All right. Hey. All right. Hey. Hey. Lucky I know Sylvester Stallone. All right. I know him as Rocky, Rocky. Rambo, Cobra. I care about the story. All right. So I don't care about their personal lives. IDW. Give two shit. Number five. It's a buy. Well, can I finish what happened? Art. Can I finish what happened? Go ahead. So they capture the Baroness. Obviously, in this world, they don't know who the Baroness really is, but they figure out because of the costume she's wearing, the she, she, works for she must be the one in charge. Right. Uh, so they capture her. Some of the troops escape out, and they're like... Yeah, there's an air hatch. He said, and all of a sudden, someone asks them, well, where's the Baroness? And they're like, who cares? And so they get shot, and she goes, so... And we see it's Crake. And yeah. Crake's like, so the Baroness is dead, that saves me the trouble. Yeah. So basically, he was looking to take out some of the competition. Right. So, all right. So then we have G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 169. All right. And this is written by Larry Hama. Yeah. And art so Gallant. Art by uh, Shannon Gallant. So, what'd you give this one? Do you have to ask? I, I, I wish one time you'd not give it a buy. Buy. <laughs> it's a borrow. You fucker. <laughs> um, I love the start with the stuff with the uh, the ninja yeah, clan and stuff like that. The badass car and then Chevelle. everything else was just kind of okay for me. What was the problem in the um, book that you had? Well, let me go through what happened. So All we right. have we have uh, Billy, Storm Shadow, and Snake Eyes. Uh, they see a dojo that actually Snake. I think Snake Eyes had noticed ahead of time. That has the Rashikagi symbol on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Snake Eyes signals. Yes, he signals that he's going to go behind, uh, enter from the back area. Uh, we then get to Doctor Mindbender uh, working on the the mind scrambler thing, and he finds out that Doctor Venom's still stuck in the machine. Right. That's part of my problem. Okay. I'm tired of the Doctor Venom being stuck in the machine right. thing. That plot line could go away then forever. You've got the Crystal Ball Fireline. Crystal Ball. I don't like him. <laughs> He's lame. Ball <laughs> firefly. Like. That yeah, that was that one. The part's okay. Like I'm okay with that. You got Joe Colton mainframing GI Jane here, right? GI Jane, and they're they're talking about what they're going to do about Firefly and Crystal Ball being yeah. inside. Then we have uh, Iceberg and and the Frost whole snow, no, snow the snow game, crew yeah. returning and. I'll you know that's that's fine, but it was just kind of like two yeah. pages. I could, I'm like, I realize they came back. I'm yeah. okay with that. And you got the whole chuckle sneak peek thing going on, right? Which I wish they would just do a whole issue of sneak peeks interrogation. It, it might be a whole issue of a whole sneak peek, you know, declassified. Or yeah, something. instead of me getting like two pages of it, and then I'm like, well, what happened? Right, right, right. Um, so then we get back to the Arashikagi, and we see that 
Uh, Snake Eyes goes in and he, he bows before he, the symbol. Yeah. Which is, that's cool. And I'm fine sword, with that. Yeah, he uh, yeah. pays homage. Yep. Respect the shrine. Um, I think part of this is it jumped around so freaking much. There's a lot going on in this, but there's a lot of different storylines. Yeah. Maybe they need to tie and, some of them up. Well, I think what they could have done is that instead of spending one page or two pages on each one, they could have done four or five pages of one, four or five pages of the next story arc. Yeah. So we see that uh, Firefly actually has a, uh, has shot Joe Colton, but he has bulletproof he vest on. on yeah. G.I. Jane goes running after them. Uh, they're trying to escape. We see Snake Eyes in the dojo. He's about to get attacked by all the clan that are in there. But then all of a sudden, this was really cool. The master all of a sudden looks at Snake Eyes' uh, pose. And he, well, first of all, he has all these weapons on, and he chooses to fight with a knife. Knife, yeah. So certainly. they're like, well, let's go ahead. Yeah, so he has a little, like, bowie knife. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the master of these guys in the dojo realizes that based on the position that they're all standing in, or that yeah. Snake Eyes is standing in, and he's using standing the open in, stance, baiting the tiger. Yes. <laughs> he realizes that Snake Eyes is about to kill all of his guys, so he goes, stop, match over. So I like the fact that he was able to glimpse that foresee they would it, yeah. foresee that they were going to lose, and they actually show like what would have happened. Yeah. So that was cool. We have G.I. Jane meets Firefly and Crystal Ball inside the um, uh, stairwell. stairwell. Yeah. And he, Firefly reveals that he has a bomb. A detonator. A detonator. All the hostages. All the hostages. Uh, then we see back in the dojo again. <laughs> they all show the tattoos. They show their the tattoos plane. of the Rashikagi, so yeah. they're considered masters. Then we close with Dr. Mindbender uh, seeing Quinn being ta- uh, taking Dr. Venom. Dr. Venom away. And Quinn looks like a zombie. Yes, he does. And Dr. Mindbender is like, had enough of it. The he destroys brainwave the scanner. brainwave scanner. And here's one of my problems with it, For too. Now. Yeah, I don't think that storyline's over yet. It's probably not. <laughs> so it was good. I liked reading it. It was a borrow. It jumped around a little too much for me. All right. Well, um, let's, let's but go still good. 170. 170. American Hero. This was a buy. Yes. Uh, I still had a few problems with this There's one. There's a couple things. But uh, one big one that we're going to talk about, but it's written by uh, Larry Hama and, again, artist uh, uh, Shannon Gallant. Uh-huh. Uh, we have Flint uh, kind of... Hitting it off with Lady J there. Blah, blah, blah. Um, she's cleaning her gun. She's cleaning the gun. They do some target practice. <laughs> like a Roblox making like egg sandwiches yeah. with Wonder Bread. Like he's got the, don't even think about kissing the chef apron on. Yeah. I, I like that. That's yeah. fine with that. That's a little nod to who he is. Advantage. And, and you go back in and you see the hangar with all the Sky Strikers in it. I yeah. That was cool. So they're, uh, they're doing target practice and... Uh, then they're about to go out on a mission with Lift Ticket and Wild Bill, mm-hmm. and they've got Flint, Lady J, Roadblock are all about to go. Ricondo's going to chop her yep. with them. Yeah. Now, this is how you do proper introduction of characters, where it's just like, hey, Ricondo, you the door gunner on this mission? Now I know that's Ricondo. Yeah. I don't need, hey, Ricondo, hey, Flint, what's up? You know, That's the shit I was dealing with earlier. Oh, so. like on the bottom page, hey, Roadblock, break me out one of those fried egg sandwiches. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's kind of funny. Because he was making egg sandwiches before. Yeah. Well, now here. You boys might prove to be uh, very hairy, blah, blah, blah. Insertion and lift ticket. ticket. Are you worried, Wild Bill? Yeah, I'm okay with that. You like the name drops? I'm all right with that. I like it. I didn't like how they were doing it earlier. All right. First problem that I have is the next page where we see Mainframe. Mm -hmm. Here's my problem with it. Is he's on a plane, mission's over. The whole problem, he's like reporting back. Mm -hmm. Okay? So there's no drama now the next few pages because you know he lives. Because you know he lives. All right, I got So you. I have a little bit of a problem. It's still a buy issue. I still like this issue. Mm-hmm. But you just took away all the drama of Firefly having the bomb. Because you show Mainframe now giving his report. All right. So G.I. Jane takes out Firefly. 
uh, just as he's about to shoot her. Yeah. And so that's fine. He, she gives him a high heel to the face. and Stiletto to the face. Right. Some places where you go, you have to pay extra for that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just um, saying. So I also like uh, Flint. And she up, takes out Krista Ball. And, yeah, I like uh, Flint and the and his uh, team there. I like the red tone they did over top of this, Yeah, too. because that's how it would be at a night mission. Yeah. Is they're in, awesome. the, they're in the chopper. I like where Lady J goes, don't work too hard on being cool, Flint. And, uh, yeah. Because he says, I'm going to take a nap. And yeah. Roadblock's like, she's got your number, bro. And Flint goes, that's all right. I've got hers, too. Yeah. It's like, huh. Now, right <laughs> here, when we see Chuckles interrogating Sneak Peek, we get the cup of coffee of the pit. The pit. Should have said Star Joe's. Well, Robert wasn't drawing this. I need that to happen, guys. <laughs> um, so we get Sneak Peek. Now, I know you guys listen to this. <laughs> this has to happen. We get Sneak Peek uh, given his debriefing Backstory of Chuckles, what happened yeah. with Darklon Castle, which that's uh, Destro's brother, right, Darklon? Uh, I do believe. Yeah. So um, we find out that brother. I don't know. I think they mentioned the brother. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we get that sneak peek's kind of trying to keep his cover. He's like, I'm Canadian. Yeah. And she, uh, this girl that he ends up saving, she says, I know you're an astronomer because she saw some of his equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go back to the Arashikagi Dojo, Mm -hmm. and we find out the whole history. Yeah. We find the whole history of how these guys learned the Arashikagi. How they came to uh, Brooklyn. Yep. And here's the biggest mistake in this issue, and this should not happen. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Snake Eyes talks. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, well, it was they, a mistake. Yeah. Obviously, it was an error. Because the, the Ninja Master uh, is talking and speaking to Storm Shadow exclusively. Yes, yes. The bubble is pointed to, to Snake, Snake Eyes, Eyes instead yeah. of to Storm Shadow. And it's very clearly to Snake Eyes. <laughs> it it's is. Not, it's not like it could have been misconstrued or anything it like is. that. But we have Snake Eyes actually saying how many branches and sub-branches exist. And I like the thing you said to me, which is, I think if Snake Eyes was to pick a time to talk, this was not the thing yeah. he'd say. <laughs> Carlos Guzman is the editor. <laughs> Keith, get on him. You sure? You should be fired. <laughs> um, because like I was saying to you, I've read a lot of comics where the speech bubble was over the wrong person. And you, it happens. And it happens. It should not happen with Snake Eyes ever. Yeah. Like that should if you know you have a silent character that's a big don't taboo. Point the bubble You've thing. had a character yeah. that didn't talk for how many years? Yes, Mr. Guzman. <laughs> you sure sir should hand in your resignation. So um so do the man thing, man up. So I don't want I don't want to sound like Keith, but that We need to get on Twitter. But that to me was a <laughs> that to me was a big fuck up. Maybe we should see if this guy's on Twitter and call him out. Yeah, that was a big that was a big mistake. But Keith will do it for us. Yeah, Keith can do it. He can do it. I wonder if Keith noticed that. He probably did. He probably already I'll check Facebook. Okay. <laughs> It probably already happened. So we have Cobra Commander is uh, back at the Terradrome. Well, no, they're back at Broca Beach in New York. Yeah, he New said Jersey. something about Terradrome, though. Oh, in the Terradrome diorama. Yeah. Um, so we they're still in a museum. Yeah, a he, museum. he sees that there's two Destros and two Baronesses here. Two of them are yeah, the actual like, people. Like, get them out of here. Oh, wait. Yeah. Right. So uh, <laughs> And then they jet off in the fire by the escape pod. That was real? Bas- yeah. <laughs> Basically, they find out that uh, Bar- uh, Destro and Baroness find out that there's something going on with Darklon, which is with their Destro's castle, yeah. brother. So he flies off in the, the bat. I think it can't remember. Fire bat. Fire bat. And uh, it's like stands at like A V A P C yep. or something like that. Yep. I don't remember. So then we get uh, a little bit more with sneak peek that he was he actually got attacked by some people where he was. We don't know what happened with him there. Um, and then we see that they finally get Flint and his team actually finally get their mission package. Their dossier. Yeah. They didn't even know what they were going to be doing yet, and they find out it's to uh, go and capture Darklon. However, use discretion if he. 
if he fights back. Right. So I have a feeling you're going to want the cover for the next issue. No, I thought I would give it to you. No, it's Darklon choking Flint. Yeah, with Lady Jane Lady all Jane. beat up and passed yeah. out, and Destro standing over top of her you, looking to teabag her. You, you can... Ha- <laughs> What? You can have that cover. You don't want it? I'll take the other cover. Whatever it is, I'll take it. I'll take whatever you the other cover, cover is. Snarf's ass, and I'll take it. Um, Are you so, on record of saying you don't want that cover? So here's the thing. There were mistakes in that issue, so normally yeah. I would give it a Snarf or a Borrow, but... It was so good. The thing, well, no, the thing I like about it is Hama has set up three plot threads for me. Yeah, so no, I really like that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, and this one didn't jump around as much as the last one did. So, all right, Transformers number twenty-three. Ooh. Hey, we still got a lot of time to go. I know. I'm not. I'm just saying. We're good. Transformers. Transformers number twenty-three. I, I, the Road I, to Chaos. I haven't been liking these books as much as I should. You can kiss my ass. I'm just saying. I want to like it. It's not like I don't want to like it. All right. So, t- well, twenty-three we have is written by James Roberts and art by Alex Milne. The art is phenomenal in this one. In this issue. It is very good. This is all about Optimus Prime being the badass Optimus Prime is. Um, I give it a borrow. This is a buy. This was almost my total buy out of all the issues. Really? Yes. Wow. I like this one as much as I liked that one about Megatron, where we got that background Megatron. Back and forth, back and forth between Megatron and Prime? Yeah, that one. Okay. I liked it almost as much as that one. Because this gives me the background of how badass Optimus Prime actually is. And how how much of a straight arrow type guy he is, too. Right. Which I can appreciate. So, we get a flashback of Optimus Prime. Yeah. And he has... I just think it was something that was totally not needed for Chaos. It's the road to Chaos. It's not part of Chaos. I understand. This is while they're still on their trip to Cybertron. I think this was like a filler. Sure. But I think this was a good filler. This is a not typical filler. This is a good filler. Gives you background on Optimus Prime. Okay. Because he's probably going to die soon. <laughs> Fuck you. It's the subject he's, title in the no, what is it, October solicitations. Death of Optimus for December. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spoilers. Yeah, there's an issue coming up. Well, the issue's called Death of Optimus Prime. Yeah. We don't know anything. Spoiler. <laughs> it's the title of the book's called Death of Optimus Prime. Guess what happens. <laughs> So he's still Orion Pax at this point. Right. And he works for the police force. Yeah. And basically these guys come in because they want to get that one guy, uh, Rotorstorm, uh, who my cousin actually had as an action figure. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, it was kind of a cool figure. He was the one that was beating up the, the prisoner, the, uh, Megatron yeah, before. Megatron. And so they wanted him to be released and Orion Pax was like, no. Right. He ends up ca- keeps capturing... Prime keeps going out and capturing a bunch of bad guys, basically. Yeah. And he's like the straight arrow guy. He's like, I, I captured bad guys. Those guys end up coming back that wanted Rotorstorm released. They end up coming back, and Prime basically is like, nobody's leaving here. Yeah. So, fuck you. Um, it was him, and he had some backup. His backup gets taken out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, while he's trapped in like a little storage room, he's like, I'm out of ammunition, what do I do? He converts. Well, even, no, even though he says these these cannons on my arms are like decorations, they don't really right. do anything. Yeah. So because he has a gun, weak. No, it's not weak. It's weak. No, it's not. He's carrying around like guns with no bullets. He or, just looks badass. Yeah, weak. But he converts his old uh, buddy who got shot <laughs> up into a motorcycle, and this is an awesome image. I'm putting well, this one on Facebook. That he's riding <laughs> his friend out there? Yeah, it's, it looks like he's riding a motorcycle. Well, because he's using him in, in alternate mode, because he's got guns. Because he's got guns, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and, well, Prime had guns. It's just his ran out of ammunition. So, um, so he ends up fighting all these guys fist to fist, yeah. bashes them all up, takes them down. Then he walks in on the council because he knows the council of Primes sent these guys in there. Mm-hmm. He plops them down. He looks beat to shit because <laughs> yeah. he had to fight them hand to hand. This is this is also the issue where we find out why they're called Autobots. So I'm not going to say why, but you can read, read the issue. Sure, it's worth picking up. It's a this is a buy. <laughs> Ryan likes the filler issues. This is not just a filler issue. This gives you background. There's on more than filler. I, there's more than fluff. I'll give you that. Yeah, this is not just a. <laughs> I didn't read this and think this was filler when I read it. Okay. And basically, we get Prime talking to Megatron again at the end of it, saying, "You know why I'm here." Prime uh, Megatron says, you're here to tell me my fate, and I wonder what took you so long. And Prime says, Megatron, I once stood for the sen- before the Senate and gave a speech on your behalf. It was about freedom, and while you may have changed, I haven't. I'd give that same speech today. So Prime's still the same guy, and he gives Megatron the option of imprisonment or death, and Megatron says death. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. It's a good issue. It's an awesome issue. This was Like you said, this was almost my... Total buy. Um, well, loved it. The end of it actually saved it. If you like Prime, you you like this issue. So, yeah, the end of the end of the book actually saved it to be a, a high borrow. Okay, it's worth reading. I, I like it. It's so. worth reading. Uh, Transformers number twenty four. Twenty four. That one's by Costa because that starts chaos. Right. This was uh, written by Costa and James Roberts. Yeah, they're together. And then uh, art was Livio Romandelli. So, um, I gave that one a borrow as well. I gave this one a snarf. Wow, really? I did not like this issue. Okay, because I really wanted to like chaos. Explain yourself, sir. Um, we get this whole background of. Now, did you like the art in this one? Compared, I to like the, other the one? art on it compared to the other one. I like the art in the other one better. I do too. And I was kind of sad that they switched. But I like the art in this one because it kind of has almost a movie look to it. It's somewhat softer tones, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, basically not a lot happens in this issue, which is why I gave it a snarf. It's, it's, it's a setup to it's, chaos. It's them all traveling to, to Cybertron, Prime m- meeting up with Galvatron, Galvatron asking them, hey, do you want to join us? They say, they say no. They say no, yeah. and then they get in a fight, which yeah. is the same shit we got in Infestation. Yeah. The Transformers Infestation. So if you didn't read... But I don't think nobody read that but us. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, crap. for me, you're basically telling the shit I already know, which is... Yeah. Prime's being asked to join Galvatron. Prime says no. They fight, and no. and then it's over. It's still worth a borrow. It's still worth a read. No, <laughs> not for me. To me, Snarf's like going to be cover. Yeah, cover the pretty. art's good. Like I said, to me, what I'm looking at as far as a Snarf is, it's you don't even have to read it. Snarf for me is it's when a I bad was, art, bad story. It's no good. Snarf for me is when I'm done reading it and I'm sorry I read it. Yeah. And I was sorry I read that one. I was like, this does not, did nothing for me. All right. Well, let's do one more. Transformers number 25. Yeah. This one Chaos. is written by Mike Costa yeah. and art by Brendan Cahill. Okay. Now, the art's changing yes. for the last three issues. What yeah. did you think of this one? Um, I liked it. I still like the art in the Prime Story best. The first one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I like this. This is solid art. This is good. This is yeah. more... Yeah. What we're used to seeing more traditional, right? I actually like this one. Okay, the best I, out of all three. I still like the the one with Prime best, okay. but this is still good. <laughs> yes, yeah, they're um, all they're all good. This was a buy for me. 
I gave it a borrow. Um, this is Police Action Part 1. Mm-hmm. This is where we're still back on Earth. We have Prowl and Bumblebee, Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus, yeah. And um, what was the heck's the Streetwise is uh, the other... He's another cop car. Um, so we have Spike says tells uh, Prowl that he's got to go out and take care of something. And Prowl asks him what. And he says, it's just some personal stuff. Stuff I got to do. Stuff I got to do. So we find out that Prowl doesn't trust Spike. Yeah. And he sends he goes out himself to tail Spike. And he yeah. finds out that Spike's got some women around town that he kind of visits and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we have He finds out that Breakdown is about to hit, uh, take out Spike. And if you remember, Breakdown was the car that Spike captured and used as his own personal car for a while. Mm-hmm. So Prowl stays in his uh, police car police mode, car mode yeah. and tries to take down Breakdown. Streetwise shows up, transforms into his Autobot form, smashes down Breakdown, but Breakdown still escapes. Prowl's like, you better transform back. That was a total disaster. Spike sees them driving away, realizes probably realizes he's been tailed. Um, Ultra Magnus gives them the the riot act, reads them the riot yeah. act of what the hell were what you the hell are you doing? Yeah, uh, Prowl then travels out to this one uh, location where he had heard that Scrapper. Remember, Spike took out Scrapper. No one knew that. No one Spike, knew it that he did it. Yeah. Spike took out Scrapper, and he found out that Scrapper's body was taken to this one location. And while he's there, he gets attacked. Mm-hmm. Prowl gets attacked. And he doesn't, then he realizes he's not the one getting attacked, it's the location that's getting attacked, and he's about to have the building land on top Collapse of him. Collapse on him, yeah. So, so I think I think he's onto something here with this, yeah. with Spike. I think he's right not to trust him. I, I think, think that's what it's going to lead to. I think for this, I'm getting Costa's conspiracy stuff, like he's doing with Cobra. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Sure. So, so I'm all in favor of that. Um, two more issues. Uh, we have some more Star Wars ones, but we're not going to cover those this episode. We'll yeah. cover them next time. Um... Let's focus not, on. I'm some, not going to say why, yeah, but uh, Chuck <laughs> didn't read them. Let's focus on some turtles. Some love. turtles. We have not touched the turtles yet, so I'm very excited about these. Yes. Uh, so we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one and number two. We're going to cover. Yeah. Uh, so this was uh, number one was written by Eastman, Eastman and Tom Waltz. Yeah. And then script like the story was laid out by that scripted by Tom Waltz. Layouts for the art were done by Kevin Eastman, and then the actual art was done by Dan Duncan. So, and this had like eighteen hundred covers. Yes, <laughs> had a whole lot of them. I have the Raphael cover. I ended up with Michelangelo cover um, because we're we did. We too did, happy about that. Were you? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I wanted to let uh, Warp Speed know because uh, I, I mentioned to him on the forums if I could get another number one, I would send it to him over yeah. in Ireland. I have not found another number one yet. These are hard to find. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. But, I mean, no offense, Warp Speed. <clears throat> I'm not gonna pay like. 10 bucks for a number one issue to to send it to you but (coughs) if i I said to him if i can find a second printing or something like that would he be fine with that and he said yeah so i'm still keeping my eyes open for one i just haven't found one Yeah, it's just our local comic shops anything that's not marvel dc they hardly order they get like two copies of and that's about it yeah so yeah so i don't know uh what did you give turtles number one number one turtles for me was my total buy out of all of them really yes i gave it a borrow Oh, you fucking suck. I gave it a borrow. You suck. Chris Chris will tell you you're wrong. People who aren't on board with the new Turtles relaunch uh, can suck it because it's awesome. It's not Do that I, I have to play the voicemail? No, no. <laughs> it's not that I didn't like it. It was awesome. First of all, the reason I gave it a borrow, I'll, I'll, you start out with a battle. You really don't know what's going on. There's right. only three Turtles. Yep. 
Raphael's missing somewhere. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's old old Hob, which is a cat yeah. with one eye. Um, he's he's like a mutant cat, and he's leading a gang of thugs, and he has some old ties to Splinter that we don't yeah. know about yet. And you see a turtle walking around the streets, and it looks like it's the missing Raphael. Well, well we haven't gotten to that part yet. So <laughs> I kind of did. So they're fighting. Uh, they old Hob gets taken down. They win. And it's the turtles. And they decide, and then he escapes. And then, like you said, we see Raphael, yeah. and he's off by his lonesome. We don't know why he's yeah. by himself. But then, then we get pan back. Then we get a flashback. Yep, we get a flashback to the turtles being in their little aquarium. Yeah, there's four turtles. There's April O'Neil. We she's see like April, a research assistant. And now. yeah, she's she's not a, reporter. not a reporter. But here's the thing I like: they gave her the yellow shirt. Mm-hmm. So that was like a little nod to the old, nice. old April. I like that. We got the, the rat in the, the splinter. Yeah, splinter. He's too. really yeah. smart. We got Baxter Stockman. Yeah, because if you look at the sign on the first part of the thing, it said uh, what uh, stock gen research. Yep. Um, we have uh, Baxter Stockman here, who's working with a General Crane. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Obviously, pension, yeah. Uh, may, well, I shouldn't say obviously it's not, but because it might be. But we have, a, it might not be the brain crank that we know from the cartoon. It sure. might be. It might be. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, but we have Stockman before he's a fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's the one that's in charge of this whole research center. We find out that uh, this is where all the turtles get their names. Yeah, and April names them all. And she explains, basically explains their personalities this yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was very clever. We have Raphael searching. Uh, we're back at the current time period, and he's yeah. digging through a dumpster, and he finds, finds a, a pizza, pizza box, box which yeah. I thought was great. A cowabunga t-shirt. He, yes, I love that. He found the cowabunga t-shirt, and he's like, eh, "That's just, just throws so that wrong, yeah. yeah, he just throws it away." And then he walks up on this house where he sees this guy's beating up on his son. Well, he's, he's a bigger guy beating up a little guy first. He, says yeah. he doesn't know what's going on. And he's like, uh, we hear the, the guy saying, no damn good Casey, so it's got to be Casey Jones. Yeah. And uh, he busts in and he, and Raphael says, let me show you, uh, show you how much you, because he says, you know, you know what? I hate jerk face stinking bullies. Let me show you how much. And that's the end of the issue. Yeah. Um, I really loved it because there's a lot of mystery, a lot of story class. Like, we don't know what's going on with Old Hob. Nope. We don't know what's going on with how did the turtles get nope. created yet. Nope. Uh, we don't know why Raphael's not with his brothers. Nope. We don't know what the deal is with Casey Jones nope. yet. That's what I liked about it. That's what I didn't. Really? Yeah. See, I like it because you're setting up, like, four plot threads for me. But, and I am ready to dig into all of them. The art was good. Like I said, it's, it's worth a read. It's really good. I, I don't regret buying it. I don't regret getting it. I love it's this just, issue. It's not the best Turtles book we're going to cover today. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, because I gave the next one a borrow. I gave the next one a buy. <laughs> In fact, this next one is my buy of the week. Okay. This was a borrow. Turtles number two. This was a borrow for me. Wow. <laughs> it's a high borrow, but still a borrow. Like, I am loving the Turtles book. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I am loving the Turtles and book. And this one picks up right where the other one left yes. off. Yep. Raphael is busting in on uh, Casey Jones and his dad. Yep. His, kicks the shit out of his dad. Although his dad does get a few good licks in, which yeah. is, which was surprising. I like the fact that it wasn't he just hit his back on the shell. Yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't just Raphael. Unsided. Now, one of the things that threw me off with this issue, little thing, but his dad's not thrown off at all by the fact that he has a giant, giant turtle in his living room. He's drunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and I think Casey even explains that because he asked about it. He goes, hey, he's drunk. Yeah. Um, so he then, peels out and drives away. See, no designated driver here. Right. And how bad is that? Well, he looks like he made it. <laughs> so we go back to a flashback with April O'Neil, and she gets a little disc from Splinter. 
and here the disc is like something about uh, mutagenic uh, terrapin human exo armor synthesis type stuff. Mm-hmm. And she gets attacked by ninjas. Ninjas, of course. Right. Ninjas. And Splinter. Well, two, and we've already got ninjas. Right. <laughs> and Splinter helps her escape, which is also the thing I have an issue with. This yeah, little... He pulls the fire. Little right. But he also goes after them and attacks them. Yeah, and he bites one of them, and she takes out one with like a beaker. Yeah, smashes. So he actually she's kicking ninja's ass. Yeah, I don't believe it. Right, exactly. But it's Um, and then Splinter actually rips into the one guy's face, which yeah, they go outside and he follows him around. I'm wondering if that's going to be in Shredder. Maybe because remember they have that going back where where Splinter hurt him. So then he gets tossed down with the bag that they, the ninjas really originally escaped with, and it's all this green ooze. and we, ooh, Mutagen. Ooh, yeah. Well, we don't know what it is yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I spoiled it. <laughs> and a cat goes and grabs one of the turtles. Yeah. Probably going to be Old Hob. No. Well, the cat, yeah, the but cat, the turtle's that's... Raphael. Well, yeah, probably. But I'm saying the cat's probably going to be Old Hob. Probably. Because he's going to get the mutagen, and, too. Yeah, and what's going to happen with his eye? I'm very curious. So, probably taken out by. So I said, I like the issue. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff going on. I just then we see the sewer where they're all three in the sewer. They're all hanging out. We see we kind of see their personalities here too. Pizza, Donatello working on something. Leonardo practicing. Yeah, so it's totally their personalities there. Splinter drinking without. And the thing I like about too is their personalities without forcing it down your throat. Like, look, Michelangelo's the laid back one. Yeah, Leonardo's the one. You don't have the initials on their belt. You don't have the different colors. Donatello's the one that's going to work with gadgets. Yeah, you know, I get that. It's just kind of there. Then you see Raphael and Casey, which they've done a lot of stories with Raphael and Casey before. Yep. And they're becoming friends, fist bumping. Yep. They they're decide they're going to check out the fridge. And there's they, nothing to eat, so they decide they're going to go out. And Casey's like, "Hold on one second. He comes back and he and he has his mask on with two bats, yeah. and he goes, "We can have ourselves some fun on the way to get yeah. some food." So basically, they're going to uh, go kick some ass. Yeah. And together. the next the next issue, we see all four turtles, but it could yeah. be just a cover. Yeah. Because there's like, and these books here, as much as, as fun as they are. There's like 800 covers to these right. <laughs> Now, and it was the same creative team on this one, too, as yeah, the first one. Yeah, Eastman, yeah. Um, but here, the last page is also where I had a little bit of a problem with this What's issue. What's that? Casey Jones comes out with his mask on and his bats. He was just getting his ass handed to him by his father. I don't see him as the badass fighter yet. No, no. I, I Casey Jones, even though he was still the badass fighter, he still got his ass kicked a couple times. I understand that, but what I'm saying is... He doesn't come across yet as a badass fighter. I would almost rather have Raphael teach him some stuff. Maybe that's what could happen, too, is the storyline they're taking. Because even in the old Turtles, Casey wasn't this big badass. He was just a psycho guy. Yeah, Yeah. he was just a nut job. Right. Like a street vigilante. But right now, he doesn't seem like a nut job. But yet he comes. Yeah. But he comes out with this mask. Maybe they're and not going to write him as a nut job. But like, but like I said, it just seemed too soon for the mask because he seemed like a wimp before. I don't know if he seemed like a wimp. It's just his dad was way bigger and taller than him, and he's just a kid. Maybe he's like fifteen. Or right. Something so now like he's that. gonna go out and beat some ass. Who knows? There's not gonna be bigger, taller guys out there that can kick his ass. Well, you, <laughs> you you know what you know. You know. But like I said, it was good up if until you're raised that, that way. You're gonna like said, beat other. people. I thought it was awesome up until that point, and I was like, that's a little too soon for me. You're getting too deep on it. I just feel like he's not a badass yet. Yeah, you're getting too deep. So, all right. Okay, pot kettle. <laughs> All right, so that's all the issues we have for this episode. Yeah, wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Four hours now? What are we doing here? Yeah, we're about <coughs> almost two hours in. All right. Well, I got a new segment, a new uh, yep. section of the show I want to introduce. Uh, basically, we're going to call this one uh, Laser Beaks Report. Right. And basically what it's going to be is we're going to go over some uh, store news that we see here, um, toy news, toy updates, 
things that we see going on in our local comic shop. Just general geekness and good. Right. right. So we'll go into the Laserbeak report. The Laserbeak brings news. I like that. That was nice. (laughs) Let's keep that. Okay. All right. Uh, First of all, I want to start off with a little... um, What's new to DVD so far that I've noticed? Just out and about. Okay. Um, The old Filmation He-Man 1 and 2. Yep. uh, Toys R Us 4.99. Yeah, I picked those up. Because I did not have... Those uh, and you get twenty episodes of filmation yeah. goodness for four ninety nine. Yeah, and I was interested in just the episodes, anyways. So, right. Yeah, for five bucks you can't, you can't go beat wrong. it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Shira, keeping with the Masters Universe, they have uh, twenty episodes also, and that one's a Target for fourteen ninety nine. I will not be buying that one. I picked that up. <laughs> I'm not a girl. Wow, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shira is just not for girls. It continues with a master story. You get a lot of crossover with He Man and Skeletor. You get a lot of Hordeck and Evil Horde. What'd the figure come with? What? What'd the figure come with? Which one? The Shira figure. A comb? You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can comb her pretty hair. Shut up, dude. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, Thor, the, the DVD is out. You yeah. Pick it up in stores. There's different versions of it. You can get the extended, you know, extra yep. release stuff. Transformers 3, as uh, Chewie put it out, is out and available to buy. You can definitely get that. You can also uh, Netflix it. Yep. I have it available to watch, but I don't need to now, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> also, Toys R Us walking around. I did see the new Star Wars Trench Run pack. Okay. Now, that's 100 bucks. It's ninety nine ninety nine. But you get an X-Wing fighter, you get Darth Vader and his ship, and you get uh, Luke Skywalker and R2-D2. Yep. So you get two ships, three figures, 100 bucks. Yep. Not too bad. Uh, also here, what we have is uh, also new toys, the Young Justice figures. Yep. Uh, wave two of those are out, and you can get the Hall of Justice display with those. Yep. So I know you're collecting and building that. Yeah. And, so and you, you nice can get them, like, buy one, get one free. Yeah, the deal. Toys R Us had a deal. Yeah. yeah, so that was really cool. Uh, also, I uh, wanted to mention that there's some new Marvel Universe figures. I saw there's new three packs. There's the uh, yeah. Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, Iron mm-hmm. Man, and Thor. Yeah. Pack that's out. And there's also new comic two packs, single figures. So be on the lookout for those Marvel Universe figures. Yep. Uh, Star Wars Blu-rays, which you got for your birthday, are out. Uh, We noticed those a big time at Walmart. They had a big Star Wars display where they're selling Walmart popcorn cans. Right. um, Star Wars. And they had the four packs of the figures. Yeah, yeah, the figures, yeah. That you could get for each movie. The movie figures, yeah. Those are 25 bucks. They're not bad. They come with a little poster, four figures. Twenty-five bucks. You figure that's not bad as far as price point. As long figures, as you don't have those figures already, but they're straight repacks. Yeah, so they have a lot of them. They sell T-shirts and the vintage figures too. Right. And I did pick up the vintage uh, Luke Skywalker and the Escape from the Death Star scene. Yeah. The white, unpunched, totally okay. mint on card, nice. unpunched. Yeah. So they just they just took them out of the box, and just put them there. So that was pretty cool. Uh, new GI Joe figures and vehicles that are out. So we we've got some of those. Uh, it's the wave with the Steel Brigade, the Cobra Trooper. Right. Uh, so Iron Grenadier. Iron Grenadier, so those yep. waves are out. Uh, talking a little bit about Masters of the Universe, uh, for note, because it's October already, so for the November release for Masters of the Universe, uh, you're going to have bubble-powered She-Ra, which is the She-Ra 2.0. Yeah. You could take the bubble-powered stuff off, make the new She-Ra figure. What it is is there's more articulation in the in the legs. It could spread out a little bit. Really? There's, there's slits in the dread <laughs> in the skirt where she could sit on Swiftwind. Because uh, Swiftwind's going to be released. That's not what I was thinking you were going to do with her. I know. <laughs> already working there, buddy. Already working. 
You're also in November going to get Battleground Evil Lynn, which is the 2000X inspired Evil Lynn figure. Okay. Which a lot of people prefer to the yellow skinned Evil Lynn that was out sure. prior to. That's the one I like. I'm definitely going to pick up that one. I haven't decided if I'm getting Bubble Power. You like the yellow or not. skin one? Or? No, I like oh, the 2000X okay. and the white pale okay. skin. And she's going to come with a hand, like a casting spell hand. It's going to be opened. Okay. Instead of closed, like two, you know. Okay. Closed hands. Uh, so I'm definitely getting Evil Land. I don't know if I'm getting the She-Ra or not, because I do like the other She-Ra. I don't plan on getting Swift Wind, so I don't know if I Really? You don't it. want the Rainbow Winged Horse? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't need that. Uh, Snout Spout is also November 2011 release. I will not be getting that. Really? No. The Eternian Elephant Firefighter. Yeah, you don't like the Elephant Firefighter? Not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Uh, Acarius Flipshot of the 2011 release in November as well. Now, he's part of the New Adventures of He-Man. Mm-hmm. Going to pass on it. But remember okay. when I said I had a Val Kilmore reference? Yeah. This is it. He comes with two heads. The first head has the mask on it with a visor that you can raise up and down. Okay. The next head was sculpted without a helmet. He looks exactly like Val Kilmore. Okay. He didn't. He wasn't Val Kilmore. He, right. He did the voice. It wasn't anything cool. He just looks like fucking Val Kilmore. <laughs> I don't know. Also, with Mattel, the Ghostbusters line, which I know you have a couple of, yeah, uh, it's being canceled. Yeah, I was surprised by that, especially because they haven't gotten to some of the ones I would consider big characters to do. Like who? Um, they haven't done Gozer. Yeah, yeah. no, they they haven't. they haven't done the dogs. You know, no. Vince Glortho and all. No, that, you know, they have not. They have not done those yet. But when you think about it, when the Ghostbusters when they started out, you pretty much had four main characters. Yeah. And you you a lot of repacks, a lot of repaints of those. Now, they're still supposed to come out with Dana Barrett. Dana. And they're supposed to come out with... The Rookie. Uh, Vigo. And The Rookie. Yeah, and The Rookie from the video game. Right. Those are the three that are going to come out. I think there might be one more, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it just feels like... Once they gave you the Ghostbusters, and once they gave you the yeah. Marshmallow Man, it's pretty much your peaking. Yeah. But like I said, they could have... They. I was really surprised to hear they didn't do Gozer or the Dogs yet. Yeah. Because those would have been good figures to do. And you didn't even have any kind of uh, where they gave you a little bit of information, like if we like the DC subscription, mm-hmm. if we don't get this many subscriptions, right. we're not going to make it. It's just all of a sudden out of left field. Yeah, we're canceling Ghostbusters. Yeah, they could have done a big playset that was Firehouse, like the Firehouse, or they could have done the the big uh, Gozer scene at the end, like we had the gates oh, that the, swung. Well, open. the top of New York with the gates. Yeah, yeah, the hotel, yeah. Yeah, they never did. They, act, have, but they never did Ecto One. No, and you probably won't get one either. No, no. so. So, yeah, all you so. Ghostbusters fans out there, sorry. Now, you were saying in October, sometime this month... There's sometime uh, this month, I think it's going to be on the 15th when they do the regular releases. They're going to have date. all of the Ghostbusters stuff they have had available is going to be available again. Yes. Depending on how much they had left. You're right, and that's where you can pick them up for cost. So right. So that's what you plan on doing. You're yep. filling the holes there. Yep. Also, wanted to point out, uh, Dr. Quest has a really cool comic shop near oh. him in Florida. Okay. You, he posted the link yeah, on the yeah, site. Yeah. We saw the pictures and stuff in there. Right. That place looked really cool and really badass and made me think, our comic shops suck. Yes. Here in the area. We well, have. except for one. <coughs> yeah. One's really good. One's except, really cool. But they're not really good with pricing. And they're not, they're kind of farther, most farthest away yeah. from us. Uh, there's there's one York Comics. Right. In our area, which is probably the closest to us. Right. But they're turning into more of a gaming store. Right. And that's one of my problems. And, and they're the place that normally I could go in and find a G.I. Joe comic or I could find a Transformers yeah. comic. And the last couple times I've been in there has not been in there. No. And when I talk to the one guy that's kind of in charge now, because uh, the, the manager has changed recently. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, turnover at this Yeah, time. and the, the guy that's in charge now said, I pretty much only buy, for the most part, Marvel and DC because that's what sells. Right. And I'm like, really? 
because it's because you know it's it's those other companies' job to sell your product. Yeah, yeah. fucker. We're gonna yeah. have a we'll have a whole talk one time about whose responsibility it is for what. Like, what's the public? You know, CGS did it one time. I think we could talk about it one yeah. time in the future. Like, what's the role of you, the buyer? What's the role of the retailer, and then what's the role of the publisher? The consumer the, even plays a part yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, that's you, the buyer. Uh, the buyer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even though you buy comic books, you might not be reading. You might be buying them as a gift for somebody else. But sure. You're still buying them. Sure. Um, there's a comic book shop, uh, B&L, which is probably the lower rung around yeah. here. This is one of your hole-in-the-wall type places. Yeah. And I used to go there for, like, almost ten years. <laughs> you were, like, a regular? <laughs> yeah. The guy still knows me there. I don't go in very often anymore. Yeah. Because he started <clears throat> pulling the wrong books for me and everything. So. Yeah, it's just a, a real, real small time capsule little place the, where... The guy doesn't even have a cash register. Yeah. He writes down the totals and then he uses a, a calculator. calculator. Like, he has one of those old credit card machines where you have to swipe it manually yeah. and make a copy of it and you sign it. And then he has a sheet that tells him what the tax what rates the tax are. tax rate on. Yeah, it's bad. So... Uh, there's one North Coast Nostalgia, which is in the middle of the rung. Okay, yeah. it, they're good for their trades. Good for trades and good for like if you like statues or bobbleheads or if you're into that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, but again, I went there looking for that incentive cover. This is how this all started. Right, looking for that uh, incentive cover. Robert did, and they said they don't even order GI Joe books unless you have it on a pull list. Right, they don't order any store copies. Right, so. Yikes, guys! That's that's very disheartening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're not even buying the book to try to sell it, yeah. And like I was saying to you, these are property books. You could have it sitting on your shelf for like a couple of years, a couple of years, and someone could still walk in and go, "Oh, GI Joe, oh, GI Joe book. Let I like GI Joe, yeah. or oh, Transformers. I used yeah, to let like me, Transformers. Let me check that out. Right. So, so yeah, really disheartening to even find out that the store is not buying it. Now, the other shop that we said that we do like is Carolyn John's. Carolyn John's, yeah. And they've been around for about 20 years. They just opened up a new location, uh, moved, really just moved down a couple spaces from where they were yeah, for more room. And they are awesome. Right. Uh, their pricing, not the best. It's pretty much cover price. There's no yeah, discounts. Sometimes they have discounts on older trades. On older trades. They do have a good pricing on older trades, like 50% yeah. off on, on a lot of older trades. But they have, like, you basically walk in, it looks like a library. There's giant bookshelves with trades filled there. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of back issues. They ha- they even have, they have all their Marvel and DC back issues out front. And then if you have any independent back issues you want to look in, look at, they have those in a back the room. The boxes in the back. And all you have to do is basically say, can I go look at the independent stuff? Or do you have this and a will a box out for you? Right. Um, I've just been allowed to go back there. And they yeah, don't, they've they don't barely back, even yeah. know. And it's all still alphabetical order back there. It's not like yeah. they, they neglected the independence. They, they didn't have the room up front Right, for and they got a good stock of uh, T-shirts, yep. a good stock of action figures. The action figures is where they're a little pricey, I think. Yeah, they're a little bit more pricey. We're, one poor place might be seventeen ninety nine. They might say 20 bucks. Right. Um, but so they, they have an excellent selection of, yeah. of new issues. Every Wednesday you can go there and find variants. You can find, which is and where I found the variant. Yeah, where you found four of them. Yeah, I found four of the variants for wow. GI Joe. Yeah, so we left two there on the stands if you guys want them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good place too if you have a kid. I know Robert was telling the story about how his kid yeah. wasn't allowed in a comic shop because he had a sticky hands. Right. They actually have a little place set up for kids where you could play with the uh, what the the Galactic Hero signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel characters, yep. DC characters, and then right next to them is the Kitty Comics. Is the Kitty Comics, genius! Oh yeah, fucking genius! And right near the front of the store, if it's new issues, the new issues for kids are right at the front of that mm-hmm. little table. Yeah, and the stuff for the adults is In farther the back, back. Yeah. So, so that's genius. You could worry. You could leave your kid there and play. I left my four year old son there on free comic book day. 
he played with a couple other kids that were there. Yep. Ended up, you know, having to go buy some of those yep. uh, combat heroes, galactic yeah. heroes. Yeah, it was a good time. So that was really cool. Uh, they actually sell pine glasses, everything else, cats, you know, whatever you want. But that's start going to be my comic book uh, place of cats. choice. They sell cats. cats. Caps. Oh. Cats. <laughs> I thought you said they sell cats. They have a cat in the store. They do have a cat in the store. It kind of bothers me. The only thing is because I'm allergic to cats. Okay. Yeah, and that, and that was so the that, one that thing that... kind of bothers me. It's like a cat mascot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's always in the store and stuff like that. It does bother me, too, for the simple fact that if you do have someone that's allergic to cats, you know, that's not good to have a cat just wandering in your store. Right. But I'm not in there enough to be that exposed right. to it, or it doesn't come around, it doesn't jump on people. It kind right. of just hangs in the back by itself. Right. But, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. And, uh, Young Justice is back on, uh, TV. Yeah, I've been watching it. So the episodes it. are back on that, so that's cool. I've been watching that. It's been very, very good. It's been getting better all the time. Uh, they actually had Wendy and Marvin appear in I a recent I missed that one. Yeah, I didn't even episode. know it was back on. Now, Thundercats is not back on as of yet. No, not yet. Not yeah. yet. It, it should be coming, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm very anxious to see that one come back, so. Me too. Me too. I, and that's something else. Not only with Clone Wars, I, I don't own the DVDs yet, but I plan on getting them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to buy all the seasons of that. I'm definitely going to pick up the DVDs. Once again, season three, not out yet, but season four already it's started. It's already started, right, like you said. What the hell? I don't know. I, I don't know why you wouldn't put it out. That's sooner. not a smart marketing. It's not. At all. I want to get the Thundercats on DVDs. I want to see Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes come back. That hasn't been... They've been playing reruns, yeah. but they haven't played any of the new episodes. I'll, I'll get that on DVD. I want to get Young Justice on DVD. But as far as G.I. Joe Renegades... And Thundercats or Transformers Prime, I'm sorry. Yeah. I will not be picking those up on DVD. Yeah. And I don't even know if G.I. Like, Joe's going to come back. I've been watching the Voltron, I've been watching Transformers Prime, and I like watching it, but I'm not going to get the DVDs of them. I'm not going to get the it's, Voltron either. I've just been fine with watching them. Right. Uh, G.I. Joe Renegades, I might get depend, depending on the price point on it. Because uh, well, I like it. If it's only one season, it might be that not that pricey. Then again, it could change. Right. Where there's only one season, and it's if it's not be that yeah. produced. If it's much. like fifteen bucks, I'll pick it up. If it's like twenty five bucks, I'm not going to get it. Because I so like that ten dollars is your price range. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, the where I draw the line. Yeah, it's like well, it's not worth twenty five, but it's worth fifteen. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. I pick up for fifteen because it's not a lot of episodes. It's not. So. Um, I liked it. It got better and better as it went along, and I really enjoyed some of the episodes. They were, some of them were really good. So, yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, other than uh, that's it for the laser beak reports. What I got? Okay. Uh, um, you want to do a little kung fu grip section? Okay, we do go into the kung fu grip. Kung fu grip. All right. So uh, we have a couple figures to cover. Yeah. And hopefully, sometime this century, we'll be able to actually. Post, I'll actually be able to post them on the website we'll, and stuff. We're probably never going to do that. No, we will. No, I think that's our New Year's resolution. We're, no. We'll do toy reviews, but we're not going to post pictures. No, no, I'm going to get them up there. Oh, okay. I still plan to, so. All right, buddy. Um, so, speaking about what we talked about with the Laserbeak Report, we have a, a new Young Justice figure. Yeah. And a new G.I. Joe figure. Yep. Let's go into the Young Justice. The reason we mentioned this one, why we're, we're talking about it, is because Young Justice is back on. It's back on TV. Uh, and also because we have the whole Hall of Justice thing that I'm collecting right now. You get these little figures that are like 8 bucks, 9 bucks a figure. Some places even 10 And you get a piece to the Hall of Justice yeah, uh, as a backdrop. Three and three quarter inch Yeah, figures. three and three quarter inch figures. Uh, this is Aqualad that we're looking at right now. Very limited articulation. Yeah, only as the, the five, five points. points. That's yeah. it. So it's almost like an old Star Wars figure in that sense. You got sense. a ball-jointed head. Yep. You got 
shoulder articulation and yep legs and uh, hip, hips yeah hip articulation hip articulation so he gets it like a Star Wars figure but he's yeah. got a ball jointed head and his his arms are kind of rubbery <clears throat> so they're which is good for a kid because yeah. it, it's like you don't have, you can bend them all around and everything else. He has a backpack on, which has his little handle sword type things, and one of the swords is out with his water blade on it. It's it fits o- in his hand pretty well. Yeah, it's okay. These are not my favorite figures. They're good for, like, a pose, and that's it. Yeah, you're not going to get much poses out of this just because of the articulation. Yeah. The real reason you did buy these, like you said, is because you want the Hall of Justice backdrop for right. your uh, DC Classics. Yeah, exactly. And the Hall of Justice backdrop is pretty sweet looking. Yeah, and you got <laughs> um, you got a pretty good section of now, that going on. I would not have paid ten bucks for figure just to get this Hall of Justice thing, but what? Toys R Us had Toys R Us had buy one get one free, so I was able to get like all four figures of each series because there's three series. Four figures in each series. So you get for twenty bucks. For twenty bucks, I was able to get all four, and then I got the next four for twenty bucks. Right. I'm hoping they'll have that for the last series also. Can you reach over there and grab one of those just to name the figures of the wave? Yeah. So, like you said, we're talking about Aqualad here, but so what's the, in the first wave? Here? The first wave was Aqualad, Icicle Junior, Speedy, and Kid Flash. Okay. And then the next wave was Captain Atom, Superboy, Black Canary, and Vandal Savage. There you go. The wave that's still to come, which will finish off the Hall of Justice, is Aqualad Stealth. So we're already doing a repeat a character. Repeat, yeah, re- repaint. Uh, Sportsmaster, who's a villain. Kid Flash Stealth. So again, we're doing another, another repeat. repaint. Yeah. And then we're doing Robin. Okay. Now, the only problem I have with that is there's other characters in Young Justice. The, yeah. You have Artemis yep. and you have Miss Martian. Miss Martian, yeah. So we're evidently neglecting the women. <laughs> wow. Uh, we also well, have a lot of times with boy lines they don't do the girl characters because they don't sell. Right. Well, we also have uh, Red Tornado that they didn't do either. Yeah. And he's kind of the overseer of them. But he's not really part of the. I, I guess he's part of the. But he's like they're like you said they're trained. Right. But they did Black Canary. Well, right. They did Black Canary, which makes me think they're going to do him. And the, the problem I also have is that they did Speedy. Speedy's not even part of Young not Justice. Even, yeah. But they didn't do Artemis, who is who part is of part of it. Yeah. And she's basically a bow and arrow character too. Right. So it was kind of kind of weird. I don't know if they're going to do later waves. And this is and, done by Mattel. And maybe flesh out the Hall of Justice. They I don't might. know. They might, yeah. Um, but I'm very interested in getting this backdrop for maybe the Hall of Justice. Maybe they'll do a, a, a Legion of Doom. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But if you if you guys saw from the San Diego Comic-Con uh, post that I had made, there was a picture there that had the Young Justice figures, and there was like a Hall of Justice behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually made a comment then saying... Man, I wish I could buy that Hall of Justice backdrop. Ta-da! Ta-da! It was part of it. So, yeah. um, so that's cool. Not my f- favorite figure. If I was buying it just for the figure, I wouldn't have bought it. No. So, like, like you said, you bought it for the Hall of Justice right. backdrop, which and you're I getting like, your money's worth out yeah. of it. And even if you don't want the figures, it, you could sell them, and you right. could probably get four or five bucks a piece for them. And yeah, and I for half the Justice Hall right there. I like Aqualad. I yeah. do like the character. He's the leader of Young Justice. They right do now. look pretty similar to what you see in the cartoon. Yeah. Um, so I like the character, so, yeah. Yeah. All right, the other figure we have is, uh, G.I. Joe, uh, Steel Brigade. Yes. And I love this figure, uh, for a reason that I normally don't love a figure. (laughs) And what's that? A lot of accessories. Wow. Because this is meant to be your G.I. Joe Troopers. It's, it's actually... It's something you could troop build with. You could troop build with it. Actually, when they did it a long time ago in the 80s... It was a mail-away figure. To be you. To be you. Right, but that's not the case for this one. No, no, no. This is they meant re- to they just... They redid the file card a little bit. This is basically... The idea behind this is that these are the grunts, almost, of G.I. Joe. 
that are training to become part of the main team. Right. The thing I like with this, with all the different accessories, is if you were troop building this, and this is only true for me with troop builders, is that if I was to get a bunch of these guys, I can make each one look a little different. Because you could just pop the heads off. I could, yeah, I can either have some with their helmets on, some with their helmets off, some with one backpack on, some with the other backpack on. Yeah, they on. give you different backpacks, much like they did with the releases. you got the Duke backpack with a shovel here. you got the bazooka backpack with the mortars. Right. And you actually get a bazooka, right. which actually you could take the mortars out, the shells out, the casings, and you can On the backpack and put them into Put it right in the bazooka. And right. it doesn't even fit all the way down in it because right. you don't want to lose it. Right, it's exactly. You're playing with it. So it only goes down so far, but it looks pretty cool. Yep. You get uh, a machine gun on a turret. Yep. So that's pretty cool. You get a M, like a MK-47 uh, type of assault rifle. Yeah. And then you get another one, another assault a, rifle with a, bayonet. with a bayonet on it. So a right. lot of different... And a figure stand, and the helmet is removable to yep. show the head underneath. And the head underneath looks like a beach head. Beach head style yeah. uh, head. So that's pretty cool. A um, lot of articulation. You actually have the double jointed knee articulation. I like that. So this I way the ankle you can bring it up and kick himself in the back. Right. <laughs> kick his own butt. Very cool figure. I like the colors on him. Yeah, you got like a uh, khaki, what's that? Pants. Mint green with top. A, uh, kind of a bluish, bluish green, green, yeah. Teal. Not only that, but Minty the... Minty blue. <laughs> the vest he's wearing and the, uh, the what is this, the... Bandolier satchel. Yeah, here. they're all removable. So if you yep. wanted to remove those, you don't yep. have to. If you don't, want to. no, they're all removable. If you want to take them off, yep. And the detail on the backpack, he's got the shovels painted black against a green military yep. backpack, which is pretty sweet. He even has like his uh, turtleneck type thing is loose, so it kind of like mo- is movable. And if you've got the Beachhead else. Comic Two Pack with mainframe, then you know what we're talking about with this figure. Yeah, because you can actually, if you popped his head off, you could actually remove this little turtleneck thing. Right. Yeah. So. Same way. The bayonet, the knife on the bayonet's painted silver against a black knife. Yeah. There's there's all kinds of nice paint jobs on the face mask where you got the black and the green and the gray on it. The bazooka has a black and uh, what brown tan color. So yeah. a lot of colors. See the figure stand, G.I. Joe says Steel Brigade on it. And what was the price point in this? About eight bucks? Yeah, about eight bucks. Which is not bad. I've never seen this one in the store because if I did, I would have bought it. Uh, guaranteed that. But I did see some of the other ones. Do you have the back of the package on this one um, laying around somewhere? I do. Because this one also came with a Cobra Trooper, which I never saw in the store, which you picked up for me, which was really yep. cool. And this one came with a Sergeant Stalker, which has the dreadlocks, which is just yep. like the uh, the Resolute. Yes. Uh, Steel Brigade. Then we have the Cobra Trooper, the Iron Grenadier, the Cobra Viper, which is the really cool looking with yep. the... The, uh, the chrome. chrome. Thank you, sir. The chrome helmet, and you got the Hazard Viper. Which I saw the Hazard Viper at the store, didn't really want it. <laughs> okay. And I had asked you if you wanted yeah, it, and I you're like, the, I don't know. I seen the Hazard either. Viper, I seen the Iron Grenadier, and the Cobra Viper, and Sergeant Stalker. I pass on all of them. The only ones I didn't see were the Cobra Trooper and Steel Brigade, which are the ones I wanted. Right. Which I have the Trooper now, now I need to get a Steel Brigade. One of these ones coming soon is General Hawk. Okay. Now, I, that one, I had never seen one. any of them until this one day I was at the store, so yeah. I saw the Steel Brigade. They only had one, unfortunately, and, oh, that's I, cool. and yeah. I wanted it. And they had uh, the Cobra Trooper. They had two of them, 
So that's, I, that's I'm finding hard to believe that there was two of those because that's what people are going to be yeah, dealing with. But that's what was there. So I, I got one for myself and, and one you for you. That one up, yeah. And then uh, I also got the Iron Grenadier. Talk uh, about a buttload of accessories. This Cobra Trooper comes with a shit ton. Yeah, so does the uh, Iron Grenadier. He does. His, his yeah. whole pack is filled with stuff. Yeah, he even comes with more accessories than the Cobra Trooper. He's yeah. he's a way heavier figure. Yeah. So uh, so. Where did you find these at Walmart? Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Yeah. I've seen them at Toys R Us and I've seen them at Walmart, which is the only two places I've seen these yeah. figures. And I like how they got the hub sticker on them to watch the show. Yeah. So you yeah. got the hub sticker, the, which is the, the way new it should packaging. Be. Yeah. I like the new packaging better. Yeah. So they're they're just all around cool, and you got the Joe logo in the corner in the top right, and the Cobra right. logo. And did you notice that the Cobras are red and the yeah. Joes are blue? Yep. Background. So, I like it. I, I do too. I like them all the way around. Yep. They're actually pretty good. I was trying to limit the Joe purchases I'm making, and now I'm not able to do that. Fuck you, Hasbro. Thank you. <laughs> but, but that's, no, that's, the a, good, that's a good problem. Though. It is a good problem to have, yeah. So, all right. Uh, last but not least, uh, we have some uh, retro reviews to do here. Oh, with, wow. <laughs> with our Kessel Run. The Kessel Run. All right, so uh, hour five. We're like DC noise now. This is this is going to be a long episode. Let's split this bitch up into two parts. Well, if we didn't wait till we had sixteen issues to cover, <laughs> we'd be okay. But alas, we did not. We did that. So trying to blame it on Robert again? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Oh, uh, one thing also I wanted to mention as far as just a, a quick uh, ammo dump. Was uh, I picked up? Uh, let's see here. It was George R. R. Martin's game, a Game of Thrones uh, comic book. Oh, how'd you like that? I meant to ask you about that. It is pretty awesome. Is uh, it it's good? based on a book. Okay. And also, the book was turned into an HBO series, which I've heard is amazing. Right, right. I knew nothing of this. This is kind of like old medieval times. Uh, I don't really want to say sword and sorcery, but there is a bit of that mm-hmm. um, going on, and little. Basically, each each issue is supposed to be twenty four issues. Uh, each issue is taken right from the book, so it follows the book, not the TV show. Okay. And each issue is, from what I understood when I read about it, supposed to be about two to three chapters of the book. Mm-hmm. So awesome artwork! Uh, you can see right here. I love this one page right here. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it does look pretty beautiful artwork, uh, which was done by uh, Tommy Patterson. And bravo, Mr. Patterson. There are points in it where I don't really understand what's happening, or like the language is a little off. Maybe you can, it's you better not watching a show or something, or like, it might be better described in the yet. book. But I get the gist of what's happening. Okay, so like it's one of those things. Like if you if you push through it, you'll understand everything that's going. You'll get on. what's happening. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so really good. Uh, I recommend it. It's being done by Dynamite Entertainment. So uh, it's a good quality. What comic. was the price point on it? Uh, price point on this one was. Uh, three ninety nine. When in doubt, go seventy five cents. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh three ninety nine, so okay. it is a bit more expensive. But I feel like you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. Because there's a lot of text in here, so you're gonna read it. For, it's gonna take you a while to read. Sure. It's awesome artwork. Okay. Uh, so I, I really like it. There's a lot of symbolism in the story too. Like they come across these dire wolves, and yeah. there's like five cubs. Well, they're here. There's five kids in the family. Okay. And then here, one of the kids is like adopted. And so there's no wolf cub, dire wolf cub for for them. 
yeah. uh, for that adopted child, but then they find this albino wolf cub that's stranded away from the rest of them, so he's a kind oh, of an outsider. Yeah, yeah, outcast, yeah. So he becomes the wolf cub for the, the adopted son. So, All right. So... It, it's really, really good yeah. read. So I'd give you my ammo dump, but I'm really backed up. No, I've, <laughs> I've been reading my ass off on these DC books, trying to. Yeah, I also read um, All Star Western, which I'll give to you. Uh, awesome read. Okay. I loved it, and I read uh, Green Lantern Corps, which I actually liked better than Green Lantern. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I still have to get through a bunch of number ones. Also, <laughs> yeah, I know. I still have like twelve of them to go. Or All something. right. Would you want to do uh, Joe Transformer yeah. or Star Wars? First? Why don't we start with Star Wars because that's the one that's really just tied into the movie. All right. Let's um, do that. So I have Star Wars number three. Uh, here's some of the background. Again, I wanted to give some information from uh, about the issue first. Uh, the original cover price for the issue was thirty cents. Uh, there were also several reprint versions of, uh, in print, easily identified by the word "reprint" in the upper left-hand corner. I'll be damned. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, these reprint versions were found in the bag comic three packs. Okay. Uh, we I think we've kind of mentioned those in the past. I miss those. Uh, those are commonly found in department and drugstores in the seventies and eighties. Uh, the first eighteen or so issues of the Star Wars series are available in those bagged three packs. So nice, or they were available uh, in two thousand seven. This issue number three was reprinted and included in the Hasbro's comic two packs, uh, which included action figures of Chewbacca and Han Solo. So this is the issue where you saw uh, Han Solo dressed up as a stormtrooper and Chewbacca. Right. Yeah. It was kind of crappy looking. Yeah. But this one was the issue that was included with them. Oh, that's cool. Uh, along with the first two issues in the series, this is one of the most reprinted comics of all time. Wow. Yeah. It has been reprinted along with the other five parts of the adaptation in standard formats and also large treasury size and in small novel size editions. That'd be cool to get one of those big treasury size ones. Oh, yeah. They did G.I. Joe number one like that, too. Okay, cool. Um, Price Tom, was $1.50. Tom Orzakowski <laughs> is credited as Ors for the issue. Okay. Uh, Steve Lealoa is credited as himself as an illustrator and as Leia in the color credits. Nice. <laughs> My licka licka mega hot Yeah. Uh, in A New Hope, when Luke Skywalker is asked by the officer, where are you taking this thing? About Chewbacca. Chewbacca, yeah. Uh, Luke responds, prisoner transfer from cell block 1138, which is... George Lucas did the movie THX 1138. Th, yeah. uh, in this issue, the prisoner transfers from from block TX 138. TX, yeah. So, um, so that's all I had about the issue. To kind of jump into it here, uh, we have uh, the cover of the issue has uh, Han, Chewie, Leia, and uh, Luke. They're all f- shooting towards you, yeah, like, uh, taking like out stormtroopers, storm yeah. right. And it's called, uh, at the top it says, the greatest space fantasy film of all in Star Wars. So I think that's the first time we see that at the very top yeah, of the issue. What's it called? Death Star. It's called Death Star. Uh, we open up with Leia being, of course, asked, like, where is your, uh, what, Lucasfilm Presents? Yeah, it's like Stan Lee Presents. Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, the writer was Roy Thomas, and the artist, uh, there's multiple artists, which is Howard Chaikin and Steve Lealoa. So we have uh, Princess Leia's being, you know, drilled as far as like tell us the <laughs> drilled. <laughs> she's like, where's where? this going? This is not the book I read. It. She's like, she's like, uh, she's being asked like, where's the hidden rebel base? Right. She's that being told mean- they're going to destroy your all- planet Alderaan. They of course destroy it anyways. Right. Um, and then we go on to the Millennium Falcon where we see Chewie and R two D two having their little chess match. 
where you know Han tells him let the Wookiee win. let the Wookiee win. Well, no one worries about setting a droid. Well, yeah. droids don't pull people's arms from their sockets. I mean, C-3PO tells him to let the Wookiee win. Yeah, um, we have Luke training with his uh, lightsaber, which is pink. Yeah. Uh, against the little remote. Well, and the figure, it was yellow. Right, exactly. So. Yeah. And he actually asks about the Force again. He's like, oh, is that that thing you were telling me about? You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And he has like a, just a, like a helmet like a medieval knight would wear. Right, exactly. Just a blaster shield. Blaster helmet shield helmet, yeah. right. And then they get pulled into, they, they arrive at where Alderaan should be, and they get pulled into the, that's no moon, that's a space station. Yeah. Um, space station. And Han actually is like, Actually, does make a comment. Would you look at the size of that thing? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Han. <laughs> I'll put that um, back in my pants. <laughs> and then we have uh, Vader, you know, uh, talking with Admiral Tarkin, and they're talking about Leia being executed. And they also get alerted that there's a Millennium Falcon was brought, or you know, the ship was, yeah, brought, ship in, was brought in. Yeah. And there's like, well, she may still be of some use to us, uh, except they say it a little bit differently. Uh, we might. We might be of some help there as far as returning the princess back to the tapes. Um, of course, they uh, hide away, and we actually see them, you know, appro- Being, yeah. approaching that one station where all of a sudden they, the gu- uh, guard opens up the door to go help them help out because of the reception that's going on with the one stormtrooper, and Chewie's there and just rips his freaking head just off. Just manning. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen the movie, I mean, it pretty much follows the movie. Yeah, except it's a, a little bit more intense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chewie's like, bash. <laughs> yeah, he gets a little bit more of a mean streak in him. Here. Yep. So, uh, Given the way he was colored. So, yeah, so he's like, where are you going with this thing? Prisoner transfer from, from block TX-138. Uh, and he's like, I wasn't notified. Let you me know. try to clear this. Yeah, let me check this. And they start fighting. They start shooting everything. Yeah. I don't... Uh, it's like... My, one of my favorite lines from Star Wars ever, where he's like, he gets the security uh, center, come in security center. He's like, and Tan's like, uh, everything under control, slight weapon malfunction. And they're like, what happened? We're all fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, uh, we're good. How are you? <laughs> he's like, negative, reactor leak, give us a few minutes. And like, who is this? What's your operating number? He's like, boring conversation anyway. He's like, Luke, we're your company. But he doesn't say that here. He says, well, get set, Chewie, we're going to have company. Yeah. So a little bit different line there. We get and Luke goes in, rescues the princess. Yep, and she says, "Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper?" I'm here to rescue you. Yeah, My and, name's Luke Skywalker. And uh, he says, "I'm with Ben Kenobi," and she says, "Obi Wan." So a little bit different from the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then they're in the cell block. They're getting shot at, and that's where it leaves off with them getting shot at in the cell block. Yeah, before they jump into the garbage. Yep. So we have uh, that hasn't happened yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't spoil it for people. <laughs> So, pretty much standard. That's why I wanted to go through it pretty quick. Okay. Um, so, all right. Then we have G.I. Uh, Joe, yes. We have G.I. Joe number three. Uh, here's some information about it. It's the first time we get a cross-section view of the pit. Yes. Uh, the Cobra transport choppers that we see, uh, someone commented saying it looks like a Cobra hood, like the hood of an actual Cobra. Mm-hmm. This issue was reprinted in G.I. Joe Digest number two, Tales of G.I. Joe number three, and G.I. Joe Volume 1 trade paperback. Um, this issue was also the subject of a 2004 comic pack, which included a reprint of the comic and the action figures of Clutch, Hawk, and Stalker based on their appearances in the comic. The three-pack, yeah. Yeah. I have the Tales of G.I. Joe number 3. Okay. And then I have it here in the um, the trade. Yep. But if you're talking about the choppers, you're talking about it here. Yeah. It's like a snake. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then this issue was also the subject of a two. Uh, 
All right, I already said that. Never right. mind. Never mind. Um, and then you and I had a debate about this. Yeah, go ahead. Because it has a robot in it that they capture from a Joe Bay or from a Cobra base. Yeah. They bring it back to the Joe base. It comes alive and takes apart their whole base. These little things come out to try to locate yeah. to try to locate where the pit's at. Right. G.I. Joe Origins had a story where they infiltrated a Destro base castle, brought took back a box, brought back yeah. a box that turned mm-hmm. into a robot that was then going to be used to try to locate where the pit is. And you said it was not an homage to this story. It might story. have been, but I, I've never heard anything about it. It doesn't have Maybe to be no said one... out loud. Well, okay. It's pretty obvious. All right. I read this and I go, I read this story before. Yeah. I, it very well could be. Like I say, I have no knowledge of you this. You just don't like giving the writers credit for like looking not back thinking, at, the credit, copying. at the credits that came before them. Okay. So... You were like, no, I don't think so. I still, we still have to ask Costa next time we have him on about that fishing village thing. All right. So, I just like how Flash was used in the the book here pretty prevalently. So he was, yeah. you know, because so, again, they're using just the regular main Joes, the yeah. original thirteen. Yep. That's all we had. So get a nice shot of Scarlet here in her, you know, dress well, uniform. Well, we're gonna get into all right. That. Let's go. <laughs> we actually go through the issues with these. So, uh, the guys, is a badass. It's, it's called the Trojan Gambit. We have basically the covers of giant robot attacking everyone around them. You know, they're they're dismantling this giant robot in a Cobra base. Uh-huh. And I kind of like how they're reporting back to base. And you find out that Snake Eyes uh, took on a whole bunch of Cobra soldiers that thought uh, they had him. And it was basically like, yeah, he shouldn't be allowed to carry that thing. So I assume it's a sword or something like that. Yeah, but they never really... Never revealed. Say, but, or he doesn't really use a sword until right. he gets timber, but I don't know what they're talking he about. He <laughs> used something and killed a lot of people, yeah. and it was nasty. Uh, they they decide that they're going to take the prisoners and the robot and uh, some of the, their stuff yeah. through U.S. mail trucks, so this way they're non-disclosed. And they won't be stopped or right. anything. They just read the cross-section of the pit. Yeah, and we find out the Cobra Commander was planning for this all along. Right, right, right. Uh, so they, they end up showing up at the base... And going down several le- levels, it's Fort uh, Wadsworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, you see the different levels of the pit, and they're basically describing why the living quarters are all the way near the bottom as to survive a nuclear attack, explosion. explosion. Yeah. Uh, the robots then scanned, and they don't find any timing devices. They don't find any problems, which is kind of funny because if you what kind find... of detection do they have? <laughs> right, <laughs> it's like. You detected no timing devices for this thing to come back to life, but it still came back to life. So, yeah. so we find out that Scarlet and Duke have, uh, or Scarlet and Hawk, I'm sorry, yeah, Hawk, yeah. actually have to go to this little T that happens yeah. right above the pit. Well, that's because they're on the chaplain's right. base. Yeah. yeah. So they're having the the chaplain assistant social tea. Yeah. We see Steeler and, and a bunch of them are having uh, breakfast. They're kind of cooking up their bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. One guy's, I swear I can smell bacon and eggs. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Snake Eyes and um, a bunch of them. They're yes, kind of cleaning their weapons. And snake eyes, right. Yeah. And I kind of like this cause, because of what we saw in A Real American Hero, the latest issue where Lady J is kind of like working through cleaning all the weapons. Yeah. Snake Eyes is doing the same thing because he doesn't want it to... Fuck up Jam up on him. Yeah, him, Flash, and Stalker yep. cleaning her weapons. So, and all of a sudden, the hand comes to life from the robot. It crawls up, and it types in the security codes, which they figured had to be pretty standard yeah. for this type of base. And they, they lock everybody, and they seal everything yep, off. Yeah. Locks them in their, their armory and the cantina.
part of the canteen. They call Cantina. It. Yeah, I saw that. Wait, that was Fraggle Rock. You kind of switched it up on me. Is he? What is he doing? Fraggle Rock. So we find out. We find out that the. The bar that's holding the door closed is pretty heavy. It's like 200 pounds. And Steeler is like, let me show you what kind of man I am. And he pulls his shirt yeah. off, lifts up the bar, which opens up the door just slightly, which allows them to uh, put, to a, chair put a chair yeah. in there and escape. Flash realizes that they can't use certain weapons in uh, where they're at inside the armory. So he says, I can use this one laser yeah. rifle, basically. Yeah. And it won't take up too much of our oxygen, hopefully before it's done. Meanwhile, the rest of them are all going down to find out what happened because none of the alarms went off, and they also get attacked by this giant robot. So they stash themselves away inside uh, the bathroom, and they get a bunch of uh, cleaning, uh, aftershave stuff and everything else. They splash that on the robot, and then they light them on fire with a little flare. Yeah. Where they got the flare, I don't know. I guess you always carry one Could on you. a lighter. <laughs> um, this is back when the Joe smoked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. So we have Cobra Commander uh, asking, like, hey, have we gotten any report yet? Because they're flying around in a helicopter mm-hmm. trying to wait for the signal so they can move in right away. Right. Then we go back to Scarlet and Hawk talking to the chaplain who says, you know, well, I'm smelling electrical fire now. And they're like, oh, no, it must just be the after effects of that bacon and eggs and shit. <laughs> so <laughs> they literally said in shit. So. Yeah. Um, so like the, when I could swear in a book. Right. <laughs> The fiery robot comes up. They what comic authorities code. <laughs> they peek the the guys peek out to see where the robot is, but he's not there. So they decide to go check out the pool because, of course, that's where I would go check. Sure. And they go, and of course, the robot jumps out of the it's, pool it's and attacks the pool, them. Yeah. Uh, they go into the elevator, and the robot follows them up, starting to climb up. But they crash the, the elevator down on yeah. it. But it still keeps coming. So then they throw this giant laser cannon uh, down at it, and it. Misses that also, right? Because he's in dodges the, the robot dodges he gets out it. The shaft and, yeah. So then all of a sudden the robot busts out of the the door and he's just he's coming up. He's going up towards the garage and they basically splash silver paint that was in the garage mm-hmm. for painting the vehicles and stuff like that. So it kind of makes sense. And the robot sensors can only follow infrared now, but they put this aluminum, this giant piece of aluminum foil wherever they got that from. <laughs> Everybody's got that liner, right? Exactly, and it falls into what would normally been the hydraulic lift, right, for vehicles. And he ends up going down six, falling six floors again, and it completely smashes up. So then the chaplain, we go back to Hawk and Scarlet. The chaplain's what like, sound? "What was that noise?" Because they're hearing everything through the air grates, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they kind of dismiss that for the chaplain. Uh, Cobra commander still like, look, we uh, the. Cobra Trooper's like, we don't have much fuel, Commander. And he's yeah, like... we got to get out of here. And he's like, we're sticking around to the last possible minute. Then finally, Flash opens the door for Snake yep. Eyes and Stalker. They break out. They see what's going on. And they you find get a, a... Dag. Yeah, dag. <laughs> Stalker, dag. Um, and we get... Uh, we see the robot head is still alive. Yeah. It starts crawling up towards the it, top. It grows tentacles and starts moving around. Yep. And we see uh, Flash actually shoots it. And it drops down, but then there's all of a sudden 12 bugs that come out of the head. Mini ones, yeah. And they kill one, Stalker kills one of them, but they realize there's still 11 more to go. So they go all around the base while... Swatting them like bugs. While Breaker's trying to get the systems back online so that this way he could track down where the rest of them are. Uh, Just as one of the bugs, they got them all but one, and that bug's about to get to the top. And the chaplain notices it, and he goes, Oh, it's it's a bug, it's an insect. 
and Scarlet's like, "Don't worry, I've I've got taken care of. You know, we're, I work on the we work in the motor pool. Yeah, these things are around all the time. And she, sm- she smashes it, and the scraps come down on top of Stalker and Flash and that. And Cobra Commander is like, "All right, we have to turn around." Hawk and uh, Scarlet are, you know, still at the social tea. Social tea, and they realize that you know maybe we need to give those guys a little bit longer leave. Yeah. So. And it ends with that. So it was a nice little issue. Nice little funny. Yeah. You know, how's your father issue? Giant robots. Yeah. Um, Cobra so, Joe. Yeah. So. This is what we had to read when we were kids, guys. Right. <laughs> wasn't my wasn't my Turtles. wasn't my favorite, but uh, of the Joe books that we've read so far. Yeah. But uh, it was okay. It was a it was a fun little story. Yeah. Um, all right, Transformers number three. Now. Let me just stop you right there. Okay. For me, Transformers number three. What I have here is I have the classic Transformers uh, volume one put out by IDW. Yep. Okay. My Transformers number three, uh, titled Prisoner of War, Mm -hmm. is not in this trade. (laughs) Right. Because it involves Marvel characters. Right. Specifically Spider-Man. Right. And also... Uh, with it being an IDW, they don't have permission from Marvel to use that, so they gave us like a synopsis of number three because they wanted to leave you hanging. Right. They gave you a brief and a, and a breakdown, which sucks. Of what actually happens. So they give you a whole recap of what happened. But you actually have the. I actually have mine is by Titans uh, Books, and it's also uh, it's a Hasbro product, <coughs> uh, and mine actually has number three in it. Right. And this was a trade that came out before IDW had the property. Because I think what so, had happened was maybe Hasbro had the license to Marvel at yeah. the time to make Marvel toys or something, or had the proper had, or had the, the express right, written consent yeah, of the National Football to pr- League to produce whatever. this yeah. or whatever. So yeah, mine actually does have number three in it, so I got to actually enjoy it. Well, what was the price point <laughs> on yours? Uh, the price point. Oh, we didn't mention the price points on the no, oh, on my no, trade on your trade. Uh, sixteen ninety five. Six, mine was nineteen ninety nine. Okay, how many issues did you get total though? Uh, let me check. On I only got six in mine. Oh, well, I got a lot more in six. Yeah. That's the thing. These were pricier, but I was probably paying for the licensing. <laughs> it might have been, yeah. So that might be why. Uh, we didn't mention the cover price for G.I. Joe number three. 60 cents. Yes, it was 60 cents. So This one stops with 16. So I got 10 more issues. Okay. So mine goes to 16, Okay, but they didn't give me number three. Okay. Mine were pricier, but I got number three. Okay, <laughs> there you go, guys. Whatever you want, you know. So, if you want number three really bad with Spider-Man, you're going to pay more for it. Or you can get the breakdown synopsis of what I have. Right. Um, so and Ten more issues. <laughs> for three more dollars. But it was cool. So, uh, Transformers, <laughs> way, you'll get Transformers it. number three was 75 cents. Yes. And uh, here's some information about it. Advertises part three of the four-issue mini, uh, limited series. Uh, the narrator points out that when Megatron, Soundwave, and his cassettes transform, they enlarge by hundreds of times, but they don't really elaborate on yeah. how that happens. Uh, as one of the issues written during the period when the series was explicitly in the mainstream Marvel Universe, this installment features a guest appearance by Spider-Man in his black symbiote costume, complete with a footnote that dates the story as occurring before the issue of his own title in which he disposed of the suit when he found out it was part of a part, symbiote. Yeah. Or it was a symbiote. And that was actually issue number 258. And I get that little reference in, in my trade also. And didn't you also say that on the cover they had... I was about to get to that. All right. Yep. 
a much shorter guest appearance by US One can be seen in the background as Autobots drive down the highway. And I had to look up who US One was, and it was like this obscure Marvel character. Um, but there was also uh, appearance by Nick Fury in there, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Uh, and there was one other one too that I'll, as we're going through it, I'll, I'll be able to refer to. Uh, many of the char- many characters, such as Ratchet and Bumblebee, being among the more prominent examples, are suddenly drawn to match their animation mo- models after two issues of being drawn rather than the toy-based design. Yeah. Uh, amongst the military vehicles seen in this issue, the Mobat uh, and the Wolverine from G.I. Joe series appear repeatedly. Uh, although he doesn't appear in, in the cover art uh, proper, despite his prominent role in the story, Gears does get the cover corner box. The only time in the U.S. series that a character does uh, not designate as Autobot or Decepticon leader at the time of the comic get in the cover box. Nice. So uh, he doesn't appear on this actual cover image, but he appears at the top, even though he's in the story pretty prominently. So, In 2007's Man and Machine Part 4, Spider-Man web swings around Megatron in a vigil homage to the cover of this issue. So that was kind of cool. Um, when IDW Publishing released the original Transformers comic onto the digital comic service, uh, this comic was missing from the listings, and it's most likely due to the licensing. The, the licensing. Uh, although it's later established that Transformers existed outside the regular Marvel Universe, there is a footnote, which I mentioned in number 258 for Spider-Man. Uh, in the issue O, which was uh, Buster's friend O, mm-hmm. uh, he makes a little reference, which is going to be my Star Wars blaster shot. Uh, he actually says uh, the Autobots are rejects from a George Lucas film. <laughs> nice. So, O also makes a reference to the Ark of Noah's Ark, uh, and Spider-Man calls Megatron Bazooka Joe Bazooka in the Joe, yeah. in the issue. Uh, one other Transformers reference that's made in here, and I don't know how if this was planned all along or to become an issue later, but Rumble calls uh, Sparkplug a scraplet, and in the Transformers universe, scraplets are to be the deadliest disease known to mechanical life forms in the entire galaxy. Uh, it's a complicated form of alien parasite which lives solely to eat, reproduce, and eat some more. So they're, they're little, okay. little, they're little scraplet things. And they appeared in uh, Transformers Prime recently, too. Yeah, so. you actually have a, in this one, I, I think it was the first time, I could be mistaken, that you had multiple Transformers transform in one panel. It could be. So I remember somewhere reading that. Yeah, it could be. So that's the info I had on Transformers yeah, number the, three. The Wolverine. Yep. And the Mobat was on the previous page here. Yep. Yeah, we're going to go through the issue. Cool. <laughs> I don't have it. So I know. I'm just well, drooling over it. Yeah, we're going to go go through it together. So we have Spark... No, no, I'll just read my stuff. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. We have Spark Plug is uh, being flown by uh, Starscream here uh, back to base and to the Septicon base. And uh, Starscream makes a point to, to point out the fact that he got what was important for the Decepticons by having spark plug, uh, even though their leader dropped them. Right. So Megatron starts to realize that Starscream could become a problem, so you kind of see Megatron's thoughts. Uh, Megatron then interrogates Sparkplug and says, you know, this is what we need, this is what you're going to do. Sparkplug, we find out, was actually uh, a prisoner of war in Korea. Because, so he says, I, I kind of know how to deal with this. And he was a Marine. He was a sergeant in the Marines. And so he just kind of gives his name, rank, and serial number. Right. 
And Megatron basically tells him, look, you keep that shit up, we're going to kill you, because I really don't have time. I can find... I don't need to, I don't need this, yeah. Yeah, I don't need to put up with you like this. So we see uh, Buster gets visited by his his friends Jess and O, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do about the Autobots who are low on energy and everything else. So they decide they're going to go back to the Ark. Optimus Prime gives a lift to uh, Hound and Sunstreaker. Sunstreaker needs to get repaired again. <laughs> I guess he get, he gets yeah. beat up a lot. Jess loves the fact that Buster is so brave. She knew he was sensitive, but she didn't realize yeah. how brave he was. And she gives you him see a big, little midriff there. Yeah, That's nice, yeah, gives him a little kiss and everything else. Prime and the Autobots are driving down the highway. A cop uh, on a motorcycle tries to pull him over, and Gears shoves him into the uh, sideburn and says, uh, "Get out of here, two wheeler." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Ratchet. Tells uh, Prime some something that he's discovered, and Prime's like, "We don't have time." So obviously, there's a plot point that is going to be revealed later on, but or hopefully revealed hopefully, later, yeah. revealed later on. Prime says, "We don't have really time right now. I need you to get everybody refueled with whatever fuel we have left." Spark plug back at the Decepticon base has Laser Beak shooting a laser right around the edges of him, uh, basically to intimidate him so that he'll actually help him out. Yeah. Scare tactics. Yeah, exactly. And he says, all right, I'll I'll help you out, but uh, first I'm going to need a sample of what your fuel is like. So Rumble provides some some fuel, and that's when he refers to him as a scraplet. Uh, He says, say when, scraplet. Then he tells Megatron of all the other stuff he's going to need. Sparkplug tells Megatron. And uh, Soundwave goes to this one uh, university and grabs this one chemistry machine. Uh, then we have Starscream and Frenzy uh, and Rumble. They go and they capture a big oil tanker. Uh, the president is alerted to what's actually happening. Uh, we then get uh, in Moscow. They must be testing their Star Wars arsenal, comrade. Yeah. And Star Wars not being the movie, Ronald Star Wars Reagan, being yeah. the whole Ronald Reagan thing. If you guys grew up in the 80s. <laughs> you know what Star Wars was that wasn't the movie yeah, Star it wasn't Wars. The movie, yeah. So then we had uh, Nick Fury. Here's where we have Nick Fury uh, talking to Dum Dum Dugan, right? And saying like, if this and here's a nice another reference in this panel. He says, Dum Dum, if that big green because they're talking about what's happening in Oregon. Uh, he says, Dum Dum, if that big green fire snorting lizard is loose again, I quit. Referring to Godzilla, yeah. which was also a Marvel property at that time. Or Marvel, oh yeah, that was a Marvel. Yeah, right? that was a Marvel comic at one time. Oh, cool. Um, so I kind of like that that they made a reference to another property there. Uh, then we have Editor-in-Chief Joy Ro- uh, Joe Robertson, which is Peter's boss, uh, sends Peter Parker out to get, since he figures he can handle dangerous situations since right. he's always getting pictures of Spider-Man. He sends him out to Oregon to get some pictures of what's going on there. And this is where we get Spider-Man. This is where we get the little reference of his suit, right. uh, that this takes place before Spider-Man number 258. And he's just loving his suit right now still. So he kind of swings a little closer we see that the jets are sent out to take care of the military, Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp, and then uh, Buzzsaw also goes out there to lend a hand, and uh, they take him out in different ways, so like Skywarp teleports and ends up appearing at top, on top of the, the other jet. We have Thundercracker making a booming noise, so this way they can, the soldiers below can't hear their general's orders, and we have Buzzsaw, whose we, uh, beak is like diamond hard, uh, serrated, and clips the, the yeah. wings off the jet. We have Gears driving up, and we see that Gears transforms, and Spider-Man sees him transform, and he thinks that Gears is actually one of the bad guys. 
Uh, they do find... So tails them. Yeah. Also, he finds uh, that Skywarp's thrown a tank. The Mobat. Yes, the Mobat. And we have uh, Gears actually save some people, so then Spider-Man realizes that he's actually one of the good guys. Uh, we have Buster talking to Ratchet about what might be going on with his dad and why Prime didn't take him with him. We see Spider-Man meets up with Prime and all the uh, all the rest of them. The Autobots, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you guys are the weirdest group I've ever dealt with, and I've dealt with weird. I love this part where yeah. Spider-Man pulls the helmet off of the one soldier, puts it on him, and decides he's going to ride Hound as if he's the leader of a unit that's about to go in. Yeah. All he needed was the helmet. Yeah, because he just needs a helmet. Don't don't pay any attention to the Spider-Man <laughs> costume. <laughs> he's driving real fast in a helmet. Maybe we get the silhouette or right. something. Right. So. so uh so they're wondering like why are these other he's all black costume? It's not the yeah. white. So why are these why are these other vehicles following that into there? But the one soldier's like, who cares? We're getting out of here. We're bugging out. They all start fighting uh, with you know frenzy and uh, rumble. And everything you got, Braun takes out Rumble, uh, Frenzy takes out Braun, and then this was all—all all this battles going on so that Gears and Spider-Man can sneak up the back way, up to the Decepticon base, and rescue Sparkplug. And Sparkplug finally look out point. Yeah, yeah. there it is. There you yeah. go. There we go. <laughs> look out point. It all comes back around. <laughs> look at that. So Gears goes in there, and they actually are able to take out uh, Ravage who jumps out of the shadows. Evidently, there's a big deal of Ravage hiding in the shadows. Yeah. They also take out Frenzy and Rumble, who have re- returned back to base. Yeah, Gears is a badass. Yeah. Gears, however, is also running low on, on energy. Energy, yeah. Um, so they bust through the wall. They find Soundwave. With Spider-Man uh, distracting them, Gears is able to take down Soundwave, which is he mentions is no easy feat. Uh, then Spider-Man... For anybody else. <laughs> so then <laughs> I'm Gears. Then uh, Spider-Man... Wraps up Megatron in a, a big web while Gears goes to grab Sparkplug, but Megatron busts out of the webs with no problem. He now that he's got what he needs from Sparkplug, he's like, "You can go ahead and take me." Blasts the hole in the ground that Gears falls through with Sparkplug. Spider-Man ends up snatching them both up with his webbing, but Gears is just too heavy and it snaps the webbing and Gears falls to his doom and crashes. Yeah. So uh, all the Autobots show up back at the rendezvous point, and they find Gears bashed up. They're kind of weirded out. The humans are kind of weirded out, the fact that the Autobots aren't upset about Gears yeah, being dead. Become, you're mechanical, you have no heart. Right, exactly. So then we, like, yeah, then we, <laughs> we have Sparkplug uh, uh, reunited with his son Buster, and Spider-Man's like, I, gotta, I got things to go do. Um, yeah, Mary Jane wants some of this. <laughs> so then we uh, find out that Ratchet is able to repair Gears, and Gears is not yeah, they, fully recovered yet. Because they don't understand they're machines, they right. can just be repaired. They right. It's not like if you fall, you're going to die. Exactly. You're not taking your life force, your yeah. life spark. Their form of death is a little different, basically. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Gears says that Megatron got what he wanted from the human, and Buster turns to his dad and says, Dad, say it ain't so. Yeah. And Continue next issue. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. So, so very cool. I actually really like the Transformers one more than the other two. Yeah, because um, you got a crossover of Marvel, and there's more action. There's a lot more action. There was, uh, it wasn't. There was a lot of words, but it was more dialogue, right, than anything else. So it was very cool. It wasn't overly wordy like right. the first page that we read. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's. But I know what you mean about that uh, off topic. Yeah. The Superman number one, the DC. Yeah. It is a wordy fucking comic. Yeah. Oh my god. It was still good. Yeah. It was. It was a borrow. <laughs> I would give it a four out of five. 
I give it a three. Okay. I needed it to be less wordy. I like pictures in my books. <laughs> but, uh, so that's everything. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> no, we're done. Spent. Uh, next episode... Five we, hours later, we're spent. Yeah, next episode, we're going to cover Ghostbusters. That should come out, hopefully, on Halloween. That'll be the uh, Ghostbusters extravaganza. Right. Uh, and then, after that, we are going to probably cover issues again, because we're going to have enough built up by then. Possibly. Um, we already have some that we have to still get to. Well, there's some Star Wars some ones. Some Star Wars ones, some G.I. Joe ones. ones. Yeah, so... So, we're going to cover all that, and then, uh, yeah, that'll yeah. be it. And so we'll do some more toys. We'll yep. chat a little bit more, fight a little bit more. That's right. So you can find us at starjoes.com. Uh, you can find us on the comicforums.com. We're all over the internet. You, we are on Facebook, so you can find a fan page for us, which is the one I would recommend going to, because that's where you get the most updates. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at starjoespodcast. You can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can call us at Four four zero nine four one J O E S. So nine four one Joes. Four four zero nine four one Joes. Yes. I have two updates real fast. Uh, the Action Figure Hall of Fame. We have the Action Figure Hall of Fame going on this month. And that's on our. Uh, that's on our forums. forums. I'm going to post that on Facebook. Okay. See if we get any more entries on Facebook. Put uh, basically, the, put it on the fan site of Facebook. I'm going to put it on the fan site. Okay. <laughs> Exclusively right. for the fan site. Right. So I'll put that on there tonight, and it's going to be just nominate your favorite. 80s, 90s action figure that for nomination into just the nomination. action figure Hall of Fame. Yeah, so if you see one that's already listed, you don't have to list it again because we're not voting yet. No, it's not a vote. We're going to compile all the nominations and then have a, a regulation vote. Yep. Five of the nominations will make it to the action figure Hall of Fame inductorial yeah. class. Yep. Uh, another thing that we're doing is our contest. Yes. You want to get the details on that? Uh, that is, you want to take a picture of yourself with your collection. Right. And whatever your collection is, whether it's <laughs> comics, toys, Cupid dolls, I don't care what the hell it is. Maybe not Cupid dolls. <laughs> but set, email it to starjoespodcast at gmail.com. And if you, also I wanted to mention, if you are fine with us posting your picture on our Facebook site, let us know. If you don't let us know, I'm not going to post your picture, so don't worry. But if in the email, when you send your picture, say it's okay to post on Facebook. Right, because it's a nice way to let other people see you know, what your collection looks like, and it gives us uh, an idea of what you look like. Name with a face. Name with a face recognition. Type of thing. And the entries that we receive are going to be randomly selected, one winner for one Nice price package. Yes. And in fact, uh, the last episode I mentioned it was 17 issues of number ones from DC that are going to be in the price package, yeah. and that was just to be a small part of it. It's actually 20 issues. I, okay. re- I re-added it up. It's 20 issues of the number one titles. From DC. From DC. And You're going to get some trades. You're going to get there's a two t-shirt. There's t-shirt. There's an Iron Man t-shirt in this. Brand oh, new. Okay. Very nice. And you're going to get some toys, t-shirt, comics, trades. So these are some good prizes. So two of the trades that you're going to get, and we'll we'll keep we'll keep mentioning some of the stuff that's going to be in the in the prize Anything package. Anything we can we fit go. into a box. Um, it's going to be GI Joe America's Elite Truth and Consequences, which is America's Elite Volume Four that's trade from Devils Do from Devils Do, and then there's going to be Voltron Defender of the Universe A Legend Forged, which was also from Devils Do. Yes, um, you'll get those two trades along with the the T-shirt. Uh, we'll have some action figures. We haven't decided what those will be yet. And then there'll be the t-shirt, and there'll probably be some more comics. So Just it, all good stuff. As, like Chuck said, as much as we can fit into a box, we will fit into a box. So right. so email us what uh, a picture of you with your collection, 
and you'll be automatically in the drawing for that prize package. Right. Uh, let's see. Also, leave us an iTunes review. Remember, for every iTunes review you leave, Chuck has to say something nice about the X-Men, which was so much fun today yeah, to do. So I appreciate that. Thanks. It helps us with our exposure as well for the show. It so, actually does. So, so. I, I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave an iTunes review. Um, I think that's everything. That's pretty much it, yeah. All right, so uh, we'll go ahead Good and... Good show, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go ahead and close by uh, saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later. In today's story, I went in search of my mother. I found her, but I also found something else. That the man who had cared for me since I was a baby, who loved me as he would his own daughter, was just as much my father as any parent could be. And so whether they are someone we were born to or whether they chose us to adopt, it doesn't matter. The ones who protect us and teach us and love us, they are the ones we call mother and father. And they deserve the same kind of love from us. Until next time, 